Hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It is your boy, Uche. I got my boy, QDZ, for sheezy. It's way too easy. Um, if we can get a nice summer breezy, it's gonna be a very nice day. I love breezes. Okay. Is it is it officially summer? Is it summer yet? I believe it is actually. Think okay. Summer I just want to make sure, man. Maybe uh, this weekend it turns into. Summer. I actually don't think it's summer yet officially. It could really? be. It could be. It could be. I may be way off. I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. Or ask Google, whoever, whoever do you get your information from? Yeah, we can. We can. But um, this is episode. This is episode seventy-five. 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 And uh, we thank you guys for joining. Seventy-fifth anniversary. Yes, it is. According to the episode, yeah, it is. It is. It's not a seventy-fifth anniversary. It's a seventy-fifth celebration episode. Hey, I either way, I like it, man. We uh, we thank you guys for joining us. You know, each and every episode, man. Especially those of you guys who've been riding with us for a long time. We we appreciate y'all, especially the most. Y'all know who y'all yeah. are, um, because y'all definitely show us love, and, and we and we and we really appreciate it. So. And let oh. us know, like, if you see us in public, let us know if you mess with us. We'll buy you a drink. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I buy a drink on your tab. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I got you. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, I ain't got no money. Yeah, you the one, you, 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 the, you the big budget, man. I don't know. For some know reason, the executives, the executives at Dream Vision gives you more money. Hey, that, hey don't be taking <laughs> offline disputes online <laughs> especially ones that you just made up sicko <laughs> but uh yeah man hey listen amongst all the the craziness uh that's been going on in the world you know i'm glad that we back to the music for real for real like for this sure. is for this sure. is something that's long uh it's been a long time coming i i couldn't wait there's been a lot of great releases and um a lot of mediocre ones as well so we'll try to we'll try to make this as entertaining as possible for y'all yeah, I mean, music is, to me, one of my forms of therapy. Music, uh, playing basketball by myself, like just shooting around. Uh, what else? Watching Dateline. Like, th- these are forms of therapy for me. And so I'm glad to get back to my therapeutic routine. Yeah, man. I, I, sometimes music can backfire, though, as, as therapy, right? If a, if a song is some shit, it could actually make you feel worse. <laughs> it, it not not better. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But it all depends, man. Um, That's why my iTunes is nice and clean. You got to, man. You got to keep it up. Keep it up to date. And actually, speaking of that, we're going to be dropping a playlist for y'all, a new one pretty soon. You know, Q and I, we were just talking about this. So be on the lookout for a new playlist that we're going to be updating very frequently. It's going to include hot songs that are maybe not always getting the the commercial shine that, you know, uh, some of your favorite hits are getting, but nonetheless is going to be coming straight from, you know, your guys, yours truly. 
the wise guys. All right, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I try not sure. to include any any songs from Six Nine. I'll I'll try. I'll try. It's hot. The streets want to hear it. The streets want to hear it. Hey man, look. Hey, as much as much shit as people talk about that man, um, I still maintain the fact that I think Gooba is a tight song. Gooba is a Gooba is pretty tight. I'm not rolling with the newest one, but we are gonna get into that later. We are gonna get into that. It is decent. It is decent. Yes, yes. I'm actually looking forward to doing the playlist because I do think there are a lot of songs that do not get the right ignition they deserve. Like we were talking about one uh, in Tory Lanez, "Temperature Is Rising." I think Temperature is Rising is one of the best songs that released this year. And, you know, you may not hear it on the radio. I know people don't listen to the radio these days, but um, it's hot. It deserves to be on playlists worldwide. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Hey, Maybe with he that, do an EDM version. say that one more time. Maybe he can do an EDM version, then it can get <laughs> recognition the unorthodox way. I don't want that, man. That song is as great as is. I don't, I don't want that. Um, yo, let's jump into some hot topics, man. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Let's do jump it. right into this, man. So for those of you guys who are not familiar, the NBA is back. You know, listen, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. I didn't think this day would ever, was ever going to come, to be honest with you. I feel like when the whole corona pandemic hit, I thought they were just going to do away with the season. I, I swear. That was my first inclination. Like, oh damn, there's no way they're gonna be playing sports within three months, three, four months of that whole thing happening. But hey, I was dead wrong, and I'm glad I was dead wrong. Cause they're coming back. July, I believe the date is what July 30th is the first game. July 30th. First couple July games. 30th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, July man. 30th. Listen, it's been a long time without sports, man. I, I'm I'm glad I need I need a little distraction in my life. This is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. I'm with you on that whole NBA. You know, the, the thing is, they're going to be in the bubble in Orlando, whereas limited family members, limited people that can come in. Um, I do think that there's an opportunity for disaster to happen here. If you ask me, I probably would not have done this season. I think I would have scrapped it, but I do think they have a good plan in place but the thing is coronavirus don't see nobody's plans it's just destroying everybody so but the good news is this I actually today I was I was watching a um I guess Premier League type stuff I don't know is Arsenal Premier League bro you asked the wrong person I'm not here (laughs) I'm not here I I was watching soccer and Pretty damn good game. And th- these soccer leagues are actually doing pretty decent. I have not heard anything crazy. They, mm-hmm. They've been playing games. And so, yeah, fingers crossed that we can get through this season. We can crown a champion. And um, if you want to put an asterisk on it, so be it. I will not. Matter of fact, this is the best opportunity for a random ass team like the Denver Nuggets or, or the uh, Orlando Magic to win a championship because they caught everybody off guard. <laughs> ain't gonna be no asterisk in Wikipedia. They don't do that. Uh, I think there will be, man. You know why? Because Wikipedia is updated by the users. That's true. Somebody, somebody's gonna find a way to put an asterisk in there. But, but just for y'all, uh, just for y'all information, uh, opening night consists of the Utah Jazz facing up against the New Orleans Pelicans. You got the Clippers facing the Lakers. Mm. You got the Boston mm-hmm. Celtics facing the Bucks. And then you got the Rockets facing the Mavericks. 
we talking about games that like I, I might watch all of these, like for real for real. Oh, oh I might watch I, every last game. I already told Wifey, I said, you know, you're gonna be mad at me. You know why? Because the schedule says games start at one and they end at like 12 a.m. Like, <laughs> bruh, you you very well might catch me waking up, taking a shower, getting breakfast, and watching NBA games while I work at home. 100 percent That that that's 100 percent happening. And, and you know what? And you know what? I have zero shame at that. I'm not apologizing to no one, including my job. <laughs> you be over like, like why? Why they're they're like yo? Uh, they send me an IM or an email. Hey, uh, we tried to follow up about something very urgent. You know, we didn't hear anything back. I'm like, well, hey, I had something more pressing to uh, <laughs> to attend to. I had a family emergency. All right. Okay. Here we go. Or, or, AKA basketball. <laughs> Or, or even worse, could you imagine being in a meeting and like Kawhi Leonard hits that shot? Ooh. You better have that joint in mute. Because I went crazy when he hit that shot. I was like, whoa, whoa. Actually, I broke, I broke a plate because I jumped up and I knocked whatever plate was on the table. Broke it, shattered it. I was like, what? Come on, man. That thing can't happen during the day. Don't, don't, don't do that, man. Yeah, moral of the story, Go on mute when you're not talking. But hey, let's move on. You guys enjoy the NBA season. I'm sure we're gonna be talking more about this for sure, like moving forward. So, uh, what else we got on the docket, man? Let's see. Oh, here we go. Billboard. <laughs> so this next one's actually kind of funny. It's funny, but not funny at the same time to me. So, uh, Russell Simmons. You guys, I don't know. I feel like Russell Simmons is one of those figures, especially to the younger generation, that they may not know like the history of him. Yeah, yeah. They just may not know. But anyway, uh, the founder of Def Jam, one of the who people would probably consider one of the, the forefathers of like hip hop labels. He was heavy into hip hop um, and still has a footprint more so digi digitally with all deaf, all deaf digital, all the you know different comedy sketches, things like that. But Nonetheless, uh, he came under fire, what was it, a couple years ago when he, he was alleged of uh, sexual assault and misconduct and all of that Me other too. stuff. That's, that's not something to be laughing about at all. But um, mysteriously, he kind of vanished from the spotlight, man. And recently I found out he went to Bali uh, <laughs> to basically lay low because that's where his second home is. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's been coming out and doing re uh, uh, interviews more recently. He did Breakfast Club about a month ago or so. And then he just did the, the Drink Champs. Uh, he interviewed with Nori and uh, DJ Effin. So <laughs> I, I think it's interesting how a man who has been accused of sexual misconduct and things like that never really spoke on it like that. He just hasn't really even addressed it. Yet he, he comes up when the whole Black Lives Matter thing you know, is, is going on right now. He wants to speak on that, but he's not speaking on being accused. And listen, I'm not saying whether he was, is guilty or not. This is not what this is about. I'm just simply saying, this is the complete opposite of what just, Justin Bieber did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna get into that. But um, nonetheless, the accusers of, of uh, Russell Simmons are basically mad at Diddy and Jay-Z because of the title, Rock, the title, Revolt TV uh, affiliate, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting that, you know, how, how accusers have a voice and rightfully so, we should listen to them. And it's, it's interesting to see the, the strategies that the accused 
you know, use in these type of situations. So listen, man, all I know is this. Russell Simmons got to address this, this sexual misconduct shit. He, he, like, you can't run away and just pop up, you know, and start talking about more serious matters uh, that the, the world is, is talking about now without actually addressing many people coming at you about whether or not you, you assaulted them or not. Like, you got to speak on this. You just have to. You know, it, I feel like that's something that, like, an old head would do, right? thinks that you can just sweep something under the rug. Like, you, that's what old heads kind of do. Like, that's their mentality. Oh, maybe if they don't see me talk for a while, they're just going to forget what I did. <laughs> Cosby <laughs> tried to do that. Russell Simmons did that. Um, they just do that. Trump did that. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe if I just don't talk about it, people forget. And, and maybe, that, maybe that worked in the past. I just feel like that doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't like, work. Before social media, yeah, like people forget about it, out of sight, out of mind. Newspapers not writing about it. Magazines not talking about it. Yeah, the, the public's not discussing it. So yeah, you come back and everybody forgets. Exactly. People not forgetting these days, man. You gotta, you gotta address these type of things with the seriousness that it, I think, it calls for. Because that's what Justin Bieber did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he immediately he said, "I'm gonna denounce it. I'm gonna give you receipts." That's what yeah. Yeah, it's crazy with Justin, man, because he, uh, bro, I've never, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. It's, I think what's going on, what's, what's happening in, in the social media landscape is very dangerous. It's, it's super dangerous. The reason I say it's dangerous is because Justin Bieber was accused of sexual assault on Twitter by two accounts, two separate accounts that were anonymous. They didn't even have a picture or a name attached to the profile. It was just, it, like literally someone just came out and said, Justin Bieber assaulted me and yada yada. Nobody really knew who the, who the person was like that. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like it's, it's, what's happening with social media, unfortunately, of course, there's positives, right? But the negatives is irresponsible journalism. <laughs> like, I'm not disputing the claims of people who who have who say who said they are they've been assaulted, you know what I'm saying? Like that's very serious. But I do think at the same time, when it comes to reporting on these types of things, there needs to be more due diligence from a reporting standpoint before you give stuff like this shine. Like that's the one thing that I that I see that's what's going on, and I don't like that part about it. Um but shout out to shout out to Justin Age. Justin Bieber did not do any of this stuff. He has every right to file a, a $20 million defamation lawsuit, right? Because nobody ever talks about the accusers who make up shit against these people trying to get money. Why aren't they held criminal criminally liable or liable to some degree when they make up stories versus people, you know, people who they accuse? So I just think that's one aspect that never gets talked about. But again, we don't, I don't know the truth. I just think it's interesting to see how two people who are, be, who are being accused are, are choosing to, you know what I'm saying, uh, defend themselves in the public or lack thereof. You, you know what's, what's funny? Um, there's a topic that we're actually not, we did not like write to talk about, um, about Bubba Wallace, right, with the news. I think, um, I heard Will, Will Kane, you know, Will Kane, right, from the ESPN uh, first take. He's on there every once in a while. He's actually going to Fox News, I believe. Um, he usually is, like, on the side of, like, 
the conservative Republican, but he made a good point. He made one good point. He said, in this day and age, um, we make assumptions and we run with it. And most importantly, the media makes assumptions and they run with it. Um, in Justin Bieber's case, Justin Bieber has been linked to sexual situations, not necessarily sexual assault, but like inappropriate, right? Like um, Selena Gomez brought up on her album a lot of times about how Justin Bieber mentally um, was assaulting to her, treated her pretty bad. And Justin Bieber even came out and said, I don't think I was in a good place when I was with Selena Gomez. So what a lot of people are doing now on media and Twitter is they're like, oh, we heard a Justin Bieber assault situation. We can see Justin Bieber doing something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or with Bubba, Bubba Wallace's, Bubba, uh, I want to call him Bubba Sparks. <laughs> Bubba, <laughs> Bubba, Wallace. Bubba, Bubba Watson? Is it Bubba Watson? Watson. Yeah. With his situation, um, it's like, damn, that makes sense. He's the only black NASCAR person and a noose was in his thing. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that has to be a race attack. You know what I'm saying? Like we're putting two and two together, but here's the thing. I think that that is, it's not a bad thing. Assumptions, if it's wrong, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can prove that it's wrong, then that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we no, have the right. Really I mean, Russell Simmons, like, right? Like, when, when I found out Russell Simmons, which he's not admitted to, did he? Did he admit so, to sexual assault? So, you know, what's interesting is that in his interview on The Breakfast Club, he never admits to full blown assault. But what he admits to is being a horrible, having, had, having been a horrible person back then. And he's like, I can see why someone would say I was aggressive. Mm -hmm. Like he, he goes that far, but he doesn't go as far to say I am guilty of what they're accusing me of, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So it's like you're stopping just short. I, and it's hard, man. It's hard because all this stuff is in the past. So I don't know, man. But how, do you, how, do, how do you, how do you regulate things that, that happened so, so long ago when, um, criminal charges are not even, I don't even think criminal charges are even filed against them. It's more so civil suits. Um, it's more so him saying, hey, I took a lie detector test and I never assaulted anybody. Like these, these, these claims are not necessarily as accurate as these people are making it seem. So if you want to call that a, a defense, I guess that is his defense. I just feel like he's doing it in a, in a very passive way. And I feel like these types of claims I just feel like you gotta address head on. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think these are types. These are type of claims that stay with you forever, whether it's true or not. But my my point really is like, yeah, I mean, it's like I think with Cosby's situation, right? You couldn't picture Cosby doing something like that until more and more came out about it. Russell Simmons absolutely looks like somebody that is inappropriate. <laughs> like right. if you look at if you look at his something about his his demeanor, his style, something about the way he talks, he definitely looks like somebody that'll do something inappropriate. Same thing with Donald <laughs> Trump, right? Donald Trump 
he did Donald Trump denies, 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 but I'm like, bro, like Donald Trump, you actually look like somebody that would do this. Yo, let me and I think all Twitter does really is like they make assumptions they do. on they do. what it looks like that person would do. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think the appropriate word for uh at least in my mind when I think of Russell Simmons, he kind of looks like a sleaze bag. I'm just being honest with you. Really, he, he, he kind of look. He, he, listen, he probably looks, is. I'm not saying he is. He appears visually as a sleaze bag. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I don't know about this. I just, I just listen. I just hope everybody is um getting what they want out of this situation, man. I ain't got nothing to do with that shit. So uh, let's just keep it moving. <laughs> All right. Well, what else we got, man? What else we got? We got, you know, what about these coronavirus numbers that continue to rise? It's, it's, I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, we did really good a couple months ago, especially the, the places that are rising now, like Texas and Florida. I felt like the numbers were pretty decent and now they're rising back up to like astronomical numbers. It's like, we should be wearing masks. I think that's a given. We should be six feet apart. But it seems like some of these states just aren't reaping the benefits of these new social distancing measures that are being put in place. It's like, is this, is this coronavirus something we got to live with forever? Like, and just accept the fact that people are just going to get it? Um, I don't know, man. All I, what, I, what I do know is, what, I think what, the only thing I can say for certain is the reopening of the economy or the states in America, to me, was in no way tied directly to the decline of cases. Like, I feel like the fact that the numbers are still going up, if not more so than they were before, a little bit more, right? They're seeing a surge, at least in the short term, that to me proves that the reopening is causing that. It's causing it. So are they gonna shut things down again? <laughs> like we're gonna, we gonna shut down the, 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 the states and tell everybody to go home and social distance in their own homes? Is that gonna happen? Because I feel like if, if we open up that can of worms, which I'm not opposed to, we're just gonna keep telling people, okay, Social distance for two more months, open back up two more two months after that, and then the numbers are gonna spike again. And all right, guys, let's close it down. Like it's just it just seems like it's gonna be a cycle. And I and to be honest with you, I don't know what the best move is. I just but don't. The, but the thing is, it's not it's not directly. I, I don't think it's directly the fact that it's opening up. I think it's the fact that people are reckless when they Oh hell out. yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like that's part of it. For instance, there's places I will not name. But uh, places I've been to just yesterday uh, had bar spaces open, and that's supposed to be closed. There's places I've been to that six feet looks more like three feet when it comes to the table seatings. You know, places that big ass group of people walking with no mask, coughing their asses off. It's like, I think like maybe like a good chunk of America just doesn't believe this is the real deal. Like a good chunk of America probably thinks that, oh, I didn't get it, so it doesn't exist. So yeah. you know, honestly, I'm probably on the minority here, 
I personally don't think we should have closed America as long as we did. I think what we should have done was we should have found ways to like push wearing masks more, being a lot more clean. Because now it's like we can end up after this coronavirus situation with just as many cases as we were predicted to have. But now like bad economy, terrible jobs, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, it's, I'm stumped. I'm, I don't know what to do. Bruh, 40 million people, actually no, the number has increased since that number was stated. It's, I think it's closer to 50 million people have filed for unemployment, which is, I believe the number is like 24% of the population. Mm -hmm. That's staggering numbers. Like yeah. those those numbers is like that's no joke. Like we shouldn't even be overlooking that, and acting like that's normal. It's just not. Um, but not to your point, which is I think the best point here. This is up to people deciding whether or not they want to take it seriously or not. Because you can do things to prevent it. It's been proven. It's been said by the doctors that social distancing works, and good practices works as well put a damn mask on wash your hands right try not to be in co close contact with people all of these things could slow slow the, uh you know the virus down and i think it did when people social distance but there's a lot of people out here that's not that's not um taking it seriously and and to be honest with you i'm not blaming him as the reason but i just think a perfect example would be donald trump right like this is somebody who is the president right but yet he has no, he refuses to wear a mask, right? As a personal decision, because he has some vendetta with the media. He doesn't want to give the media the the pleasure of seeing him with the mask. This is what he said verbatim. Yeah. Right. I don't even know what any of that shit means, but that just lets me know that he's not taking it seriously. And there's a whole bunch of people who are like, "Yo, this is like stupid. Like, I don't think it's that serious. I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't want to." We it's need weird. to stop in America. We need to stop correlating certain things with being weak or looking weak. It's I weird, had to huh? do the same. I had to do the same. Like I, I went out yesterday and I was like, man, I don't feel like wearing a mask. I just feel like this wearing a mask makes me feel like soft. You know, <laughs> us, us men like correlate certain stupid things like that with being soft or like a punk kind of type thing. But we need to correlate wearing masks as that's the new it. It's, it's cool. It's no judgment. But I think there's a lot of people that are just like, this, this makes me look weak, it's including Donald Trump. That is yeah. his whole argument. It makes him look like something, the coronavirus is bigger than him. Right. Like, and he it, never wants to succumb to the coronavirus or look like he is. And what kind of attitude is that? What kind of message is that, is that sending to people, you know? It, like, because I don't think he's the reason for it, but I'm just saying there's a whole bunch of people who feel like how he feels, and they're too macho for this. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's like it's an ego thing. It's, it's, it's all ego, ego. macho, all ego. ego macho thing. That's what it really is. Because I, I'm pretty sure if you look at the numbers, it's a whole bunch of douchebags that <laughs> douchebag dudes that are uh, that is making these numbers rise. So yeah, man, it's interesting. Interesting. Uh, I think we well, wasn't there something else you wanted to bring up about Trump? Something about Biden? Before we oh, get into the music. I, obviously, you know, the election is in what three, four months, November. Yeah. Um, 
and every every week it seems like Joe Biden's lead on Donald Trump in the polls is rising. And I don't know if you heard on the news recently, Donald Trump actually said, I think Joe Biden is going to be the next president because you guys don't have with me. I don't know if there was ever a uh, president that was already doing his term that was looking to be reelected that admitted that he thinks that somebody else is going to win. Has that ever happened? Personally, what I think is going to happen, I think Donald Trump is going to bow out. I think he's going to bow out around September because this is not even a knock on him, but I guess it is. But he tends to quit. Like when something starts to look bad, like hotel, his hotel business started to go down a little bit. He quit on the hotel business. When, um, you know, his apprentice shows started to lose numbers, it was like he almost wanted to disassociate himself from it. So I think that if by September, Donald Trump's numbers continue to look as bad as they are right now in the polls, I think he's gonna drop out. Well, I can tell you one thing, if that happens, there's a whole lot of people who are gonna be happy about that, so. That means Biden may have to go against uh, <laughs> uh, Pence, right? Probably Pence. Um, yo, I don't know you, if that just I don't give even, it to I, Biden. I don't know how that I don't know how that works, man. Like we were talking about that offline. I don't know how that works. I would need to like do research to figure out like, okay, if somebody, the current sitting president decides not to run for re-election, what does that actually mean? Like you said, does Pence now be the one to, to run or does he just forfeit to the opposer? Like, how does that work? I don't I have zero clue, to be honest with you. And the funny thing is everybody wants to say, oh, you, you, most people will probably say, oh, oh that's never going to happen. That's, that's one of the weirdest situations ever. Well, this four years with Donald Trump, has it ever been orthodox? Has it ever been normal? It, it's only fitting that it ends in the most unnormal way. Yes, I came up with a word, unnormal. <laughs> most unnormal way this thing's going to end. It's always been like that. <laughs> hey, man, it would be fitting. It would. I agree with that. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll we'll we got see. a couple more months until the actual election. But like you said, if that does occur, hopefully, uh, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't make it too dramatic. You know who? Because because at this rate, he's liable to just to go out with a fight. Like, I, I don't see him oh. laying down. Oh. I, I just don't oh. see it. Oh. I don't see it. I mean, he's already started his live. He said that Melon ballots, well, maybe not live, but he's already kind of made an excuse. He said Melon ballots are not are, are inaccurate. I'm like, oh God. Damn. He's gonna say he lost because of Melon ballots. I can already see it. Hey man. I can already see it. But whatever, man. Yeah, he's, he's I'll tell you what though. He's hedging his bets. That's what you call hedging bets. bets. I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you yeah. what. You know who I'm voting for? Why Clef? Oh boy. He he got me sold if I was president. You know that song? <laughs> Of course. I was president. Hey man. I don't know if I would vote for Wyclef, but um shit. If 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 the choice is between Wyclef and Trump, y yes, Wyclef is getting my vote. <laughs> uh, He's getting my vote, man. That's so that's we'll see what happens, bro. But um I think it's I think it's time for the jump into some music, man. Let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. Watch the throne. 
So let's kick off this Watch the Throne segment with an EP, actually. That's really short, but sweet, in my opinion. Uh, my main man, Joe Slacko, Six Slack, uh, Black, apparently, is what he, he, he goes by. He dropped Six Piece Hot EP. What did you think about it? Six Piece Hot EP. <laughs> Slacko, Slacko himself. Joe Slacko. Yo, I, you know, one thing, one thing I love about uh, Six Slack, AKA Six Lack, is the fact that, you know, he don't take his name too seriously, man. Like, he's actually embraced the, the funny aspect of his name. He mentioned it on Just Reyes' song. He said, Yeah. Some people like to call me sex, Six Slack, but my bank account is big or whatever. But anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I like that aspect of, of him. But, um, all right. So, what do I think about this new uh, EP project? Like you said, man, very short. Um, straight to the point, really. Um, I'm glad to hear new music from 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 uh, from Black, you know, especially because I feel like it's been a long time. Matter of fact, his last project, which was East Atlanta Love Letter, came out two years ago. Can you believe that? I, you know. How, even though it doesn't really feel like, at least to me, it doesn't feel like it was two years ago, uh, primarily because I still listen to a lot of songs on that on that album. You know, I did need new music from Black. You know, I, I got that sense when I hit play, it was like, okay, all right, I, I needed this. So he gave us six songs. ATL Freestyle was the first song uh, on the project that came out, what was it, a few weeks ago, maybe a week or two ago prior to the joint dropping. I like it, I like it. Uh, and, pro and, and honestly, like throughout this entire project, he gave us more of his rapping side, which, which um, I think we all knew Black is capable of, right? Like if you know anything about Black's history, um, he grew up with Young Thug, you know, they grew up in that same Atlanta area, East Atlanta. Um, and he mentions it all throughout his music that he grew up listening to Gucci Mane um, and idolizing people like Gucci Mane and stuff like that, which is interesting, as from especially coming from an artist like Black, because when I hear his music, I don't hear any of that. But I do hear that Southern and that, and that Atlanta, um, that Atlanta uh, perspective. You know what I'm saying? Everything the Atlanta dudes talk about, whether it's the, the food, the drink, the women, the clubs, like it, he got that whole thing going and I appreciate that in his music. Um, but like I said, he gave us more rapping and I'm not mad at it, man, because while, while I, 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 I think I like Black more, be, more for his like melodic side just over the years, like I, I think I gravitate more towards when he does music like that. I think he still gave us the melodic type of beats, but he was, rap he was actually rapping which I appreciated a lot. So honestly, not a whole lot I can say about this. Like I said, it was only six songs. Um, my favorite songs are Long Nights, um, Know Your Rights with Lil Baby, and uh, Outside, which was the last song. You know, Black is one of them dudes that always gives you what's on his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like he always talks about what's going on in his life. The fact that he has a kid, I think he had one, um, Matter of fact, his kid was on his last album, on his like, in the front, when he was like in the kitchen, it's like on the album cover, but he talks about how his, his daughter is a big part of his life. He talks about how 
he's getting more in tune with the money. He's getting more in tune with the with the fact that um he doesn't need to be on tour fucking with groupies. You know, I get a lot of when I listen to Black's music, I get a lot of what's on his mind, and that's one of the main things I appreciate about it, appreciate about him. So, like I said, not a whole much to say about him about the actual music, but um I, I like it, man. I like it. I'm gonna give this about a C plus to B minus that, that that's that's like kind of where I would put my grade for him um good project man what'd you think um obviously you made all points that I would make I mean the, the music is very good um he pours his heart out in the music that he makes you know it's funny I don't I don't consider uh six slack a rapper, I don't consider him a singer. I consider him like a poet that just uses rapping and singing to deliver his poems. You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't really, you can't make him go faster. You can't make him go slower. He he goes at his own pace. He, he goes with his own uh, energy flow. Like he just always seems to be at his own pace. Nothing can can change how he sounds or feels on any given song. Um, also, something that I found very interesting about this album was just kind of how it rolled out. Like you mentioned earlier that ATL Freestyle was kind of the first song that he came out with to prepare people for this EP. Um, then he came out with Float a couple days before the album came out, maybe like a day or two before the album came out. That's already two of the six songs that came out already. And I think it was actually a good strategy by him because it allowed people to be like, all right, we need to mentally prepare for a six lakh album to come out and just get in that mode because you really truly have to be in a certain mode. You truly have to be in a certain world to appreciate his music, in my humbling opinion. Because in the end of the day, I love it. The music is great. The, the, the beats are amazing. Um, nobody really wants to call him a rapper. Like, like I said, I wouldn't call him neither. But to me, he, he, he raps quite a bit on this album. Um, ironically, a lot of the stuff that he made on the album sounds like freestyles to me, right? Like uh, the first song sounds like a freestyle. To, uh, Long night sounds like a freestyle. ATL freestyle obviously sounds like a freestyle. But even the the slow jams like float sounds like a freestyle to me. Sounds like he's just letting loose. No my rights sounds like he's just chopping it up. Him and little baby just speaking on how they feel. Um, it's really. It's a body of work that's just enjoyable to listen to if you're just a human being. <laughs> I know that sounds weird and simple, but it's a body of work that you, you, you enjoy if you just like to hear somebody, you know, talk about themselves or like what they're going through. But then at the same time, I will say this. It feels like Slack has never had a good day in his life. He always sounds sad, like my brother. There's there's spaghetti in this world. Like, can't you look forward to that? Why you always sound so damn depressed? But I guess that's his brand. 
which is interesting because they don't really make artists like that. They don't make artists like Slack that always just sounds depressed in their music. Like that, that to me is kind of new. Uh, they kind of did. I, hey, let's not let's not forget Juice. They branded Juice World on sadness until he until he he got a little bit more lively. Uh, with like maybe the last out the last actual full length project that he dropped. Is a little bit more energetic, but for the most part, I would say he was branded as a sad, a sad boy artist. Listen, sad boy music is what I call it. Just sad, sad boy. boy. They always sad. Everybody's sad nowadays. But this, to me, you're right. You're right. But th to me, this is like a different type of sad. Like this is like a <laughs> pessimistic type of sad. <laughs> like what do they call you? Know they got negative Nancy. Like yeah. six slack is just the definition of negative. Man, as soon as he just hops on, right, a song. Oh, I got this money and I just feel so sad about it. Like, like, dude, like, <laughs> I love your music making ways. Like, bro, like, come on, man. There's like wonders in the world out here, man. <laughs> hey, what's that? Uh, what's that song that him, Ty Dolla Sign, and um, the dude with the Gumby haircut? What's his name? Khaled? Yes. What's that song they dropped like a couple years ago? You remember what I'm talking about? I don't remember. I'll be outside, I'll be on the way. That's it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, on the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't he sound sad no, 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 he didn't. Nah, he was, he was upbeat. Like, he, I, I felt his spirit. His spirit was up on that song. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Go back and listen. Go back and listen. Even he, when the dude he had, a great, he had a great day on that song. Great day is like my average. <laughs> Great. Um, it sounds like it sounds like every day is Monday for Six Slack. Oh <laughs> man, he got the case of the Mondays. He got the the case of the Mondays, doesn't it? Oh man, man. let's let's not talk about that. Um, but hey, what would you grade it though? What would you grade the album? You know what? Or I was the a little EP higher right? on the, I was a little higher on it. I probably give it a B mm -hmm. plus around there. Solid B or, really or, or one way or the other? Like it's, B plus, it's C plus? Towards a B plus, like a high B to me. Okay. It's not mad at that, man. Like, there's not a bad song on there. I am not mad at that, man. I say we move on, though. Shall we? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so next project. You know, this, this is someone I've been really excited about for a long time. Tiana Taylor finally dropped her um, her full length project, man. You know, people they want to talk about what she dropped last year when that whole, whole good good music was doing the whole seven song release thing. She was clearly not happy about that. Tiana Taylor dropped her album called The Album. What do you think about The Album? Interesting song title. What did I tell you about these bad song titles? It's a trend. Deluxe albums and bad song titles have been the, the big music trends. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a very good album. I mean, I know you mentioned the, the Kanye West album that she had, which is called KTSE. I actually was really high on that album. I don't know if you remember on the podcast, I actually said that was probably the second best album out of that Kanye West uh, sessions, things that he was doing. But obviously, number one, Pusha T. Um, but 
I gave it probably like an A minus, something like that, because I, I felt like the music that she was making was like creative. It was, um, you know, very enjoyable. It was mixing old school and new school flavors together. And I just felt like it was just a beyond solid body work. And then obviously you have Kanye West behind it, his production skills just kind of took it to that next level. Um, I don't think this album, the album, is <laughs> is Shake Your Head Worthy title. Awful, um, awful song title. I, 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 I will 100% agree with that. It's I awful. This is, this is the worst of them all. It is pretty bad. I mean, and, and I, I, I thought Kalani's was really bad. Bro, this is like some, imagine, sorry, imagine if somebody dropping a song called The Song. <laughs> We would laugh that person out of the fucking building. What are you the talking song, about? That no song name, better be amazing. No name dropped a song called Song 23. No, 33. Or 33, there you go. <laughs> but that's her thing, though. You, I, I don't know. I haven't been on No Name Heavy at all, but she, she apparently yeah, she, does she that. Them like, yeah, like her, last, her last song, ironically, is Song 32. No, I would never guess that was the song before. 30. I know, I mean, it could have been that 31. It could have been 31. I, 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 oh, maybe she's only doing odd numbers. I, I have no Oh, clue. that's the good point. Damn, son. Yeah. Whoa. Mind but blown. I, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Tiana Taylor. Um, I don't think this album is as creative as um, KTSE. I mean, because we, we got to give Kanye West credit. Like, Dude's crazy, and dude has done all kinds of stuff that has made black people mad throughout the years. But you cannot deny this guy's greatness as a musician, as a, a clothing designer. Uh, he's just, matter of fact, he just got a deal with Gap. We didn't talk about that. He's a genius. And I thought that he brought out the genius in Tiana Taylor on KTSC. On this album, I think it's pretty obvious Tiana Taylor wants to make hits. Like she made. She made it a mission to make a bunch of hits that uh, people would love. It'll resonate with people. Within those hits, you got like old school 90s hits. You got uh, hits that like Kalani would make. You got hits that will give you nostalgic vibes. It's just a body of work full of great hits, in my opinion. And I don't get mad at people that do stuff like that, but it does. It was, in my opinion, lacking a little bit of creativity because I'm almost to your point, right? Like a song like Boomin'. Boom like an 808. She practically took the whole song that was already Boom like an 808 and just switched lyrics up here and there. So really Black did the work when we, we, all the work, Tiana just had to just switch things up. but. All in all, I think it's a good album. I think, you know what's funny? Um, in the 90s, musicians were copying stuff that happened in the 70s. In the early 2000s, musicians were copying stuff in the 80s. Now, I'm old enough to remember, like, when the song came out that musicians are copying today. And like you get a whole bunch of 90s sounding songs, even songs that were directly made in the 90s that got copied by Tiano on this album. 
But like I said, all in all, it's a good album. Uh, 22 or 23 songs is a lot of damn songs, but you know, she made sure that those songs were hits. Yeah, uh, great. What would you give it? Uh, it's a B. It's B? A B. Mm-hmm. Okay. More, I could see B plus. I can really see B plus. Yeah, that. So that's kind of where I'm going. Honestly, I'm a little bit more higher on the album than you are, as far as the grade, not the assessment. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you're pretty spot on um, with what you said about it. So, I mean, I'm. I'll, I'll try to attack this from a different angle because definitely don't want to be repetitive. But what I will say is that uh, first and foremost, I am. I've never been more proud of an artist that I don't know than I am about Tiana Taylor, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know who, I don't know her personally at all, but I'm, I'm, I just been watching her career over the last, I mean, what, five, six years since her Google me, Google me, baby. I know you guys remember that annoying song, you know, very annoying song. I ain't gonna lie. It's not my favorite song that she ever dropped. Uh, and I'm sure she would even say that. So this is not a knock, but to 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 think that that person who dropped that song where she had the early Pharrell uh, co-sign. Remember, Pharrell was one of the first people to like really co-sign her as far as like somebody who was known in the industry. She was um, signed to his label. She was signed to his label exactly. Mm-hmm. So coming from that to see where she is now musically to me is incredible. Because I've seen somebody grow as an artist, like the her actual voice has elevated. She, you know, like she she almost has every aspect of the music that you could want in an artist. If you if if I told you right now, build me a prototypical R and B singer, build me one, build a singer right now. Hopefully, it would be somebody who can sing. Hopefully. But in 2020, clearly that's not like as critical, right? You can be an R&B singer and not be the best singer. She, but she, I, I believe she could sing really well, man. And uh, so she has that going for her. She has the swag going for her on the songs. She has the content. She can actually perform and dance, right? When it comes to like, if she was doing shows, she could really perform these joints in a real way. Um, so uh, anyway, long story short, I really like the album, not only because I believe she is finally dropping the best music that she's capable of, at least up to this point. But uh, like I said, from a sentimental standpoint, man, like I just, I just think her her growth as an artist is is evident in the music, and uh, I don't think it can be uh, under understated for real, for real. It just can't. And yeah, so, man. if you go, if you actually go song by song, I dare I say there's no bad songs on this album. Like I'm talking about. Not a single bad song. Not one that you can argue is is trash or even mediocre. Like I think each one is either borderline, whatever is above mediocre. Let's say average. You can argue each song is a little above average to great. And I think to have a song, to have an album that has 23 songs on it, I think that's the right number. And to have that rate where you're delivering quality music like that, dog, that's impressive. That's impressive. So overall, man, uh, I'm going to give this a B plus, man. But to be honest with you, 
this is this is growing on me every time I listen to it. Is is growing on me. I actually might I might bump it up to be honest with you. In a, in a few months, Ooh, so I might I might bump it up to like a B plus kind of like I don't know about an A minus. The only thing that is hindering this grade for me is the name of the album. <laughs> I'm be honest funny. with you, dog. I I've never I've never wanted to hold and hold a, a grade back. <laughs> based on the album title before, this will be the only instance where I could think of a situation. But this is a dope-ass album, man. It's dope. It is. It's dope. And by the way, you know, I was trying to see how many songs were on the album. It's actually 23. Yep. Today, literally today, she just dropped a new EP called Studio B. I saw that. I actually just saw that a couple minutes ago. I I didn't mention that. But yeah, Yeah. it has four songs. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. So. Four songs on it. Um, I haven't heard it. I'll check it out. I'm sure you will too. We'll see if yeah. she can keep up the the you know the damn rate of great songs that she's been putting out, man. But uh, yeah, yeah a, shout out to her. She's a she's a certified hit maker. But yep, let's talk about your boy Wale. He dropped the Imperfect Storm, another short EP. Um, what do you think about it? Very, very short EP, like you said, man. What's it? I think six songs or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that you said, you said something interesting when we were talking about uh, Six Slacko. Um, and I think that applies to Wale. I think probably more so, but I'm not here to compare. But you, you, you kind of compared Black to a poet. Right. You, you, you gave you said like, you know, he's more of a poet. And, and I understand exactly where you're coming from with that, because you're right. You know, he you know what it is. It's it's he, he he's giving you like streams of consciousness. Like it almost feels like every time I'm talking about black for a second, then I'm gonna get the Wale. It almost feels like every time black is speaking, you're literally getting exactly what is on his brain, which kind of makes it seem like a freestyle. Right. So from that standpoint, I'm with you. However, when we go into this new project with Wale, uh, I think Wale is back to what he does best, and it is rapping over soulful, yet energetic, yet um, beats that essentially are so uplifting and, 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 and they cater to his exact skill set that, you know, with it only being six songs, I, I have nothing other nothing more to say other than the fact that this is a, this is a really good project because what well, I think what Wale was able to do on this project, which is very timely considering the whole police brutality, black lives matter thing, right? Why, if there's been any artist on some real shit that has displayed more blackness in their music. And, and I, I, you know what? I'll say rapper. If there's been any rapper who has displayed more blackness consistently throughout their whole career, I would like to hear that name right now because Wale has been speaking for black people for a very long time. I remember when he dropped, uh, he dropped one of his, his last couple albums. He had a song called BLM. I'm sorry, uh, BGM, BGM, Black Girl Magic, right? And it was at that point where I was like, dog, Black women, y'all gotta y'all gotta put this man on a pedestal. Like, why is Wale not getting more love in the black community? He is literally telling y'all, 
hey, I care about y'all. Like, we every we all we got. Yo, hey, we all we got that, yada, 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 yada. So when I hear this, this is not a surprise for me, you know, to hear the blackness and all that other shit. But let's get into the music. Six songs, like I said, I thought he was rapping up to his standard, man. The Imperfect Storm, I think it's a cool little album cover I see. You know what I'm saying? Got the, got the, got the fire going. It's real dark. It's exactly how the music is. Um, the only song I don't like on this project is, uh, see if I know the actual, I think it's move, not moving different because there's one less upbeat. It might be moving different. I'm not sure if I'm feeling that upbeat style right now when it comes to Wale, but overall, man, this is dope, man. Wale's in his bag, period. He's in his bag. This is, this is, this is typical Wale if you like rapping Wale with conscious messages and things like that. So um, not, more, not much more I can say. Do you got, what's your grade? This is a B. This is a B. This is a B. Okay. It's, it's really good. That's fair. It's really good. That's fair. Check that's, it out if you, haven't, if you haven't checked it out, man. If you poll people on how they feel about the album, I, I have a feeling that most people are going to call it an album that was like a B, B, B-plus type. Um, most likely. So, I mean, you said pretty much everything I would say, right? We're agreeing today. Um, Wale is kind of poetic. Uh, the difference between Slack and... Wale is that uh, I feel like when Six Slack is actually writing his music, he doesn't take into consideration how does it flow, how does whatever. He actually writes his thoughts out first, and then he probably finds a way to rap or sing those thoughts out. If that, if that makes sense, that's how I feel with with Joe Slacko. Wale, I think he he. He does focus on saying some tight ass stuff, which is fine. And he does focus on trying to hit you with killer bars. But while he's writing those killer bars, he probably puts his thoughts in there. So that's kind of the difference, which probably is kind of similar to the difference, what you think the difference is between those two. But anyway, I will say this. I feel like Wale, right, throughout these years have had, has, has been difficult it's been difficult for him to figure out what sound works for him the best. That is well documented, well known by anybody that is a hip hop fan today. Um, when Wale first came out, I feel like he dropped an album in, what's that album called again? Is it Attention Deficit? I, I felt like he was yeah. trying to make hits. Now, Tiana Taylor makes hits, but Tiana Taylor's hits are quality and Tiana Taylor's hits actually felt like it came from a place of somebody that knows how to make hits. I think Wale was trying to make hits, but he didn't necessarily know how to make hits. Then Wale switched into this like hard rapper with MNG. He was hard, but still like conscious a little bit. And I did like that version of Wale, but it still didn't necessarily fit him. Then, you know, from there, Wale turned into uh a dude that just wanted to experiment with a whole bunch of different sounds and uh, Afro pop music. And Wale has been all over the place historically. I think it, was, it wasn't until, personally, this is my opinion, it wasn't until J. Cole called him out and said, stop worrying about what fans think. Do what you do on, um, uh, what's this song? Fake, 
uh, uh, false prophets. It wasn't until that time that I think Wale said, you know what? There is something that I know I am very good at. There's two things in particular that I know that I'm very good at, and that is serenading women and uplifting women. And the second thing is what you brought up, uh, uplifting the black community and being that person that says, you know, hey, like I'm thankful for all the black sisters, all the black brothers that are in my life. He's always been really good at that. Um, what I love about Wale is he has his ears to the streets like no other rapper in the game, in my opinion. Like, I mean, I get it. Lil Durk has his ears in the streets, but Lil Durk has his ears to the, the hood stuff that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jay-Z has his ears to the streets, but he has it more so to the business side of the streets. I feel like Wale has his ears to the streets in every facet of the streets, not just the gun talk, not just the business side, but also just feeling good about yourself. Uh, mental, the, your, your men, mental well-being, like just the other stuff that doesn't get brought up in the black communities. You know what I'm saying? He has his ears to the streets to that, understanding black beauty, things like that, that rappers don't talk about. And I think uh, I got to give some praise to our area, the DMV, because the DMV, this is, DC in particular is Chocolate City. Since I've lived in this DC area, the DMV, you can just feel an appreciation for every type of black person in the world. I mean, it's not, it's not a coincidence, Black Lives Matter, that thing went up. A street called Black Lives Matter got put up almost immediately when, when the protests were happening because we just have a good gauge of who we are as black people in this DMV area. And um, it's not like that for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I've, I've met people from all types of places. I met people from Kansas City that don't feel like that. They don't feel like black people get the love that they deserve. And I think Wale is a great spokesman for making sure that black people, each side of black people gets uh, documented and noticed. Now to the music. Sorry for that soliloquy, I had to do that. Now to the music. Obviously, Wale is a good rapper. And on this album, his bars are outstanding. Um, but what I continue to be impressed with him is he now understands a sound that works for him. It's the soulful sound. Like, I, I, I honestly, you talk about soulful beats. There's not many rappers I would put ahead of Wale that I want to hear on a soulful beat. Like, Wale on a soulful beat is like hearing Future on a stereotypical trap beat. Like, something about a soulful beat turns Wale into a superhuman to me. And on this album, you just get a whole bunch of soulful beats and Wale rapping, and it's fantastic. It's an intriguing, riveting thing to listen to. And so for that reason alone, I think it's a really good album, or a good, really good EP. And, and the good thing is, since it's only six songs, since it's only an EP, um, it still allows Wale to just kind of, if he wants to go back to talking about the women again, or wants to go back to talking about some hard ass stuff, it doesn't necessarily have a bearing on what he does on a normal basis. Yeah, that's, that's 100%. So, um, yeah, man, uh, 
I'm, you, listen, you know how I, you know you know how I feel about Wale. Um, I rock with his music, especially the last album that came out. Love that album. Which I what was the Love name? That you remember that name? It was, it was a Love that album. Interesting name, but um, yeah, man, he uh, oh, it's called Wild. That's crazy. That was the last one. Terrible title. My God, horrible. Wow. What's up with these horrible titles? Wow, that's crazy. Wow, dot, 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 that's crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, I'm not here for the, the slander on the titles. We, 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 we've done enough of that. But um, yeah, man, cool project for Wale. Let's move on, though, shall we? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, next album that dropped was The City Girls. Uh, Young Miami and JT. Yeah, man. What you think it is? You know, I maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe my ears are popping. Maybe it's allergic reaction. Maybe it's coronavirus. I don't know. I really felt like this album was pretty decent. It was enjoyable. I, you know, nobody would ever come out of their mouth and say that the city girls are good rappers like i if if you bring up city girls being good rappers i feel like somebody has the right to slap you in the face that's how a lot of people feel but if you actually listen to their rapping it's not bad my brother it's not bad it's not they flow well listen, they write beats well you don't have to convince me that they are not bad rappers. I'm with you. I'm with you. You you can't tell I'm me that their verses on um, Act Up. Who you going to? I heard Lil Yachty wrote it. I don't know if he actually wrote their verses. No, he definitely <laughs> wrote their verses. It was confirmed. Okay, if you wrote their Lil Yachty is a good ass rapper because those verses on the song are good. They're good verses. They're, they're they're better than a lot of rappers that 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 you guys adore. But on this album, I feel like they get their rapid back on. Like they spit bars. Only problem with, here's the thing. The only problem with the city girls are they're useless. That's it, that's it. They're just, lyrically, they're, they're useless. Let's be real, they're useless. Because majority of the album, all they talk about is scamming. All they talk about is my vagina is the best thing on the planet and they talk about stealing men and for some reason there's a lot of gun talk <laughs> i'm gonna beat you up no not gun talk they, they actually want to fist fight <laughs> go fist fight after we lead a club like there's a lot of those four topics and it's <laughs> it's, it's I useless can, music. I, I, I believe them i actually believe them wholeheartedly oh, when they rap one of the one of the few rappers that I truly believe every word they say, except for them trying to convince me that their pussy is so good. Like, I just, like, that's just weird to me. Like, I ain't gonna lie. If you gotta say that shit over and over as much as they do, like, it almost feels like every other bar is, a pussy so good, pussy exactly. this, pussy this. I'm like, yo, that joint cannot be default. that good. It cannot be that good. That is their deep, that's the default way they close their, their bars. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, Sitting on lock, uh, like we were saying earlier, like the, the beats are very good. The beats are very, very good. Um, the rapping to me is, the lyrics are not that good, but 
their rapping skills and mechanics are pretty decent. I thought Lil Baby put up a good feature. Yo Gotti put up a pretty good feature. Dirk was decent. Like it's it's a decent body of work, but you know, we we live in a world where women rappers aren't respected like as much as the dude rappers. And so there's a lot of people that just can't get hit to 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 women that 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 rap like them. So personally yeah. I think it's decent. Okay. You know, I will say this, um, your la the last thing you said was pretty accurate. Um, as much as we are, like, dude, I'm not trying to say we've been on the forefront of at least praising women rappers. However, I do, I do remember pretty vividly, I mean, you guys can go back and check the podcast, previous episodes, it's documented. Like, last year, probably a year and a half ago, we were talking about the influx of women in rap and how there's a bunch of women that's about to pop off. Yeah, go check out the previous episodes. Like it's, you know, it's not a secret. And, and obviously, as you guys can tell, it's not a secret. Everybody, you know, everybody knows. However, okay. I was- I was gonna say, but the, the importance, the thing that I, we should point out is we're not obligated to do it. We do it because they're actually hot. They're actually good. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that, that's the biggest thing. That's you know, the biggest thing. Actually, I just view them in a fair space. Like, let's That's be fair. One hundred percent. And where I was going with that was the fact that, as much as we have acknowledged that that they are, um, you know, they that they're that they they've been on the come up. They deserve a space in hip hop. Everybody has recognized that. I do believe there's a whole nother echelon, a whole nother level that it can go to because there's still a lot of misogyny in hip hop. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is, yeah. right? I think the City Girls is the is the perfect example of what JD. If you guys remember JD's inflammatory comments, I'm gonna call them inflammatory because they were it's completely off base. I remember I talked about it when he said it. He's basically saying like saying that um women rappers all they talk about is scamming. You know, the epitome of what the City Girls do. And while, yes, that is one part of what the women are representing, there's also a slew of other women artists, female artists that do not talk about that stuff. So, and borderline, or I should say not borderline, and then also on the flip side, this is also a very hypocritical statement, right? To basically talk about the, the destruction that the women are, are saying in the music, right? My pussy this, my pussy that, I, I scam a nigga, I do this, da 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 when, majority of the dudes who we think are hot are talking from the same perspective just on the male side right yeah. like whatever the whatever the opposite perspective only thing that only thing that changed was the genitalia <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so with that be, yeah well, so with that being said listen man there's a space for the city girls i will say that there's a space for the city girls i'm not they're not my cup of tea i'm not going to be you know bumping their music at all you know what I'm saying? But they do have some joints that go. And it's fueled by production that is really good. Uh, it's fueled by rapping that is not that bad. It's average to, to not that bad. And then, they, like you said, they have pretty good features. Um, the best song on here is the one with Lil Baby, to me. Flewed out. That joint sounds like... Uh, I agree. It sounds like a song that Lil Baby and Gunna made. I'm trying to remember the one. Yeah. Uh... What was their biggest hit? Remember they, they had that. Hard. Huh? Drip too hard. 
it kind of sounds like that. It it kind of has that little that that guitar sound. That yeah. I mean, Lil Baby took over that song. Like it's it's yeah. to me, it's his song, and City Girls just hopped on it. Hundred percent. So anyway, yeah, it's a decent album, decent to average. I'll say that. I'm not gonna trash it. Um, I will say this: it may be decent to average, but it's very appealing. I think it's so. Very interesting. It's very intriguing. One hundred percent, man. Let's, All right, let's, let's move on to the next album. One that I thought was actually pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. T Grizzly, the smartest. Another horrible title. Another one. Another one. The smartest. What the hell is that even mean? And then in the artwork, <laughs> in the artwork, he was in a classroom. <laughs> I was like, really? Yo, but, hey, I, I'm. I like I like this type of critique. I like you trashing the 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 album title it's 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 about time because i've been trying to tell y'all about trash artwork for the longest Gucci <laughs> man has been putting out trash artwork for ages but nobody ever wants to talk about it we just we just accept it because i you think know? he does it on purpose so i, I just ignore it i don't care it needs to be stated that this is not okay <laughs> if you if any of y'all think this is cool like no do the opposite of that so with that being said uh while uh, I'm not sure if T Grizzly is the quote unquote smartest, I don't even know what that really means to him because on the album, it didn't, I didn't really get an explanation. However, what I will say is that T Grizzly, uh, he really, he really, really got into his, his musical element on this. Um, obviously, if you guys know anything about T Grizzly, fast-paced rapper talks about he's he's he you know he's a street rapper you know what i'm saying he he really has that angle to his lyrics and uh he represents the streets and listen i'm always here for a street rapper providing providing their um their viewpoint on 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 rap one thing i love about t grizzly on this project is that he admitted openly to putting out bad music in the past I can't remember. I can't remember what song it was. If I'm, not, I think it's called "I Apologize." I believe that is the one. The second song on the album, he basically got into, "Yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not putting my best foot forward. I'm sorry for letting the labels try to tell me what I should put out." And while I don't know if that is true or not, hey, maybe it's just convenient him. Maybe just saying that as an excuse for putting out music that was not that hot in the past. Whatever the true reason is, I'm not here to debate. I just like the openness that he had in this album. And that that song was just an example of the the vulnerability he showed to me on throughout the whole project. Um Yeah, man, the album is good. Just I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this to be honest with you. Um Okay. I just thought I just thought like he he delivered. He delivered in in a way in which I don't believe he delivered he's ever delivered from an album standpoint with any of the ones that he's put out. While there were other ones that I liked um, from him, I just don't feel like he ever really gave us a full body that I can stand on as somebody who's been rocking with T Grizzly for the longest and say, hey, y'all, check out this T Grizzly album. This joint is actually pretty good. I don't believe I've been able to actually say that confidently until now. And um, yeah, man, that's kind of where I am. So with that being said, I would give this project about a, a solid C, uh, to C plus potentially. 
because it does have some joints that I believe uh, could light the streets up if 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 we weren't still in quarantine. Like he got the joint with a uh, with little baby, of course, called COVID. He got the one with a uh, with Meek Mill, Lions and Eagles. I think that one was pretty dope. I really like all the features on this, to be honest with you. Overall, like I said, it's just solid music. It's solid, solid. So that's that's kind of where I am with this, man. What do you think? Okay, I would actually go more towards. I can understand a C plus, but I would go more towards a B, B minus B. I think it's actually a really good album from start to finish. Um, you know what's funny? I said the title. I don't like the title just because it's like the smartest. But I actually do think T Grizzly is one of the more intelligent rappers in the game. If you actually listen to his raps, like if you really think about it, his punchlines are pretty clever. Um, he's very calculated with his lyrics. Like it to me, I feel like when he he talks about a topic. The difference between him and all the other rappers you hear in the game is he gets deep into those topics. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, while other rappers say, I wanted to shoot this op up, they leave it at that and they keep it moving. T Grizzly will tell you exactly how he feels about shooting the op up, why he wants to shoot the op up, how he felt after shooting the op up. And then even when it, even when T Grizzly talks about being rich, he doesn't just talk about, you know, oh, I got all this money. He talks about how he felt when he didn't have money. Uh, he talks about how he feels with now having money coming from the streets and stuff like that. So he's a very intricate rapper. Like he makes sure that he articulates his every points in his raps. Um, with that being said, on this album, like it was very enjoyable to hear his thoughts just for, for him coming from where he's come from. Cause he's like a real street dude. And I think after you finish hearing this album, almost similar to Wale, you feel like he has a good gauge of what the streets are saying, how they feel. Like he understands the street codes better than a lot of people in the game. And so it was just very interesting, very intriguing. It's like, for real, for real, like I always tell you about T Grizzly, these albums need to be accompanied by like a damn biopic that is played by Jason Statham. Like T Grizzly needs to have his story in the damn movie screens because I've never heard a dude rap so damn riveting. His stuff, you, you, be, you be on the edge of your seat listening to his music. I'm like, yo, oh, shoot, what's about to happen next? What the hell? Oh, oh. No, like, no, no, no. Satish, did you hear that song? I don't know, is it called Satish? Satish? Oh, my about God. His, his aunt? Did, did you hear that? Bro, that, that joint was uh, taken five. Bro, that joint, that song, that song came out months ago after, you know, his his aunt got uh, got tragically killed. Yeah, but yeah, really bro, yeah. I still get, yo, there's certain joints that I get chills. When I chills. listen to I get chills when I hear that song every single time. It does, it, it never fails. I'm telling you, never. Yeah. I don't care. I could be in a grocery store and that joint come on and I'm getting chills and freaking picking up a banana. Like, yo, hey, yo, putting it in my cart. Like, whoa, 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 what do you say? Oh, like, like, run that back. Run that back. I'm at, he's like, I ran up on the ops and I, and I shot him dead. And he's like, and I don't care if I go to jail, I shoot the mayor up. 
Like, wait, what? Exactly. And his animation. You're shooting the animation level, <laughs> His animation levels just keep rising. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's very interesting to listen to. I will say this. The album is missing two things, in my humble opinion. Two things. Number one is missing autotune. I think that's a very good thing. I felt like he naturally came up with hooks. He didn't have to rely on autotune. He didn't really have to rely on making something like an infectious melody or anything like that. He just went straight up. The second thing I think is missing on this album is Lil Durk. I feel like Lil Durk could have been on about four or five of the songs on this album. Like, I feel like Lil Durk could have, you know, enhanced joints like I Apologize or, you know, even Lion and Eagles or something like that. Or maybe you could have had Lil Durk singing some of the hooks for some of the songs. But all in all, I think the album is a very good one and uh, probably the most intriguing album I've ever heard in my life. Wait, what? You mean from him or in general? In general. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, it was like an action movie. Nah, it was man. like, did you hear Mr. Officer? He said, he said, yo, you, you shot him in the neck. You ain't got to do all that. And he said, man, why would he lie? Like, like basically talking about, <laughs> basically talking about like, yo, you got his foot on his neck and he can't he tell you, you can't breathe, but why would he lie? <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm like, damn, yo, T Grizzly, you're right. Like, Why would he lie? Bruh, Why would he lie about real. not being able to breathe? Damn, that's real. It's real. It's, it's that's that's what I loved about the album, man. That's what I love. No, nah, that's real. Uh, yeah, man. I, 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 one thing we didn't we didn't talk about this because there's no need, I guess. Um, but I do enjoy most of these artists putting out these, you know, the Black Lives Matter and the and the music that is related to what's going on right now. I do, I, I have enjoyed majority of what I've been hearing. And T. Grizzly put out a good one, like you said, Mr. Officer. I, I really like that song. Really yeah, like that too. song. Um, I appreciate it. Now, someone who uh, I don't appreciate making Black Lives Matter song is Juicy J. I don't know if you heard that new one that dropped. I did hear that. It's actually <laughs> that, pretty tight, though. It's actually pretty tight. That joint is not tight. that good. It's not. It was pretty tight. I like, thought I it was tight. I didn't say like, it was good. I like how I thought, like how how in the world can the man have the audacity to put out a uh police brutality song? And majority of the song, he's talking about the same old, same old stuff he always talks about, which is doing <laughs> drugs and, and, and smashing girls. <laughs> Like what the hell does any of that have to do with the the title and the subject that you that you tried to make us think you were about to you were about to talk about? But uh, you know, listen. Hey brother, we protest guess we can't. in our own unique ways. In our own unique ways. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I have my own opinions in my own ways as well. So exactly. That's 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 why America is so great. I say we move on though. How about that? I think so. I think so. All right. Uh, Next project that dropped was August Al Cena. Where has this man been? But he dropped a new project called the Product 3 State of Emergency. Interesting title. Interesting title. So not, so the, not title. the best, not the best, but it's interesting. It's better than the album. Weird. A little weird. I mean, I guess he has to elaborate. I, don't, I, I think more details. More details would uh, allow me to make a better 
a better conclusion on whether or not I like it. You know, it's, 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 the details are, it's, it's missing. Hey, hey, but, hey um, the details are the songs. What'd you think of the songs? <laughs> but he didn't, he did not, he did not cl clearly state what the album title was. I mean, I, I, I need clarification. I just need it. Yeah, he's the, he's, he's, he's the, he's the smartest. No, he's not. That's tears. <laughs> oh, whoops! My bad. Wrong, wrong album title. My bad. He's pretty smart, though. I mean, what you think of the, What you think of the album, though, man? Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I know what you're gonna say. You have a very short attention span, like I do. Twenty-seven songs is an egregious amount of of, of songs. Like that's that's too much. I, I think there's no way in hell a human being could come out with twenty-seven songs, and people would appreciate it. Um, August Alcina has always been hella talented, man. Like, to me, he's a fantastic singer. And what makes him even more special as a singer is that he's raw, he's blunt. He's almost like Six Slacko, but like I said, I think Six Slacko puts his thoughts together, then he finds ways to rap and sing those thoughts. I think August Alcina does what Wale does. He, 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 he writes his songs with those dope ass thoughts in mind. But um, I just feel like this album, it's really good how he uh, blended both the trap world and the like romantic R&B world together. Matter of fact, he did it so smoothly, so seamlessly that a lot of times you can't even like tell you can't you don't even feel like putting them in boxes like it's it's almost an even amount of both and i, I think that was very enjoyable especially as somebody that loves r&b very enjoyable to just have those two worlds blended together um it's very positive music at times which i think in this time in this day and age that we live in like positive music just hits differently like for instance um there were some songs that i thought stood out quite a bit there's a song called fly away are you familiar with that joint it's called um, fly away i feel like i'll be honest with you i don't um, remember I, this album so long i don't remember song title by far Rather, uh, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna give you my top five because I think it's just a fantastic album. There's no re need to like really truly elaborate all that much on it. But Fly Far, I thought was a fantastic song. I thought Sincerely was one of the most beautiful songs I heard this year. Sincerely was about him taking care of his nieces uh, from his sister that died. Sister died and now he feels, the, he, he feels like his, his mission to make sure that their lives are good. I thought that was, an amazing song, beautiful song. Um, R, 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 Real, Recognize Real. That joint is gangsta. It's an anthem that people can abide by and just love. Definitely a good joint. I thought NOLA, no, you know, LA was hard, tough. The intro? Um, yeah. The intro, yeah. Or no, no, intro is actually to, oh, NOLA's no, intro. No, yeah. no, NOLA's the intro. Yeah, NOLA's the intro. And then today, I thought today was fantastic. Love, that's, that's love, love today. Love that's, today. That, that's actually my favorite song from the album. But as a whole, I, I think the album's really good. Like I said, 27 songs is too much, but it was 27 enjoyable songs. 
I'm with you, man. What, what would you grade it though, man? Which is interesting. I'm here, I'm interested to hear this. You know, I want to give it a B plus, but I'll probably say more B. Mm. Probably more B. I think it's just too long for me to give it a B plus. Mm. Yeah, man. I think I think you're on point, man. Uh, definitely too long of a project. Um, but hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him too much for that. To be honest with you, because he hasn't dropped music in a very long time. So hey, he probably had a whole lot that he just wanted to share, and I'm with that. Plus, let's not forget about the fact that uh, at least recently he came out and basically let us know like the struggles he's been battling with health wise. You know what I'm saying? He, had, he apparently he has like some autoimmune disease that affects his liver, where like he basically has a hard time functioning. It's it's I never heard anybody who has anything like that, but that must be tough to deal with, especially compound that with the fact that, like you said, he takes care of his nieces because his he he has like family members that are dead. And mm. yo, I'll tell you one thing, man. August Alcina has, like you said, has always been a very, very talented dude. Actually, from day one, dog. From day one. When the first, I think the first August Alcina song that I heard was Downtown. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that, but you know, he's always represented the struggle. He's always represented that that struggle music. But he's he's such an amazing singer that it just comes off so so beautifully, man. It is mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he, it's like you have no choice but to feel the pain that I believe he's felt in his life while he's singing. So to be honest with sure. you, that you can't you can't get any better than that from a music standpoint. To me, that is the that is the highest uh, part of what what I, what I love about music the most, which is me make me you allowing me as the consumer to feel you through your lyrics and through your music. He does that one of the he's one of the most riveting at that, to be honest with you. I ain't even gonna lie to you. In in a he's long like a, time that I've heard. He's like a 2020 TQ. Remember TQ? <laughs> TQ old ass references, man. Yeah. Remember West Side? <laughs> I was like, this dude is singing some gangsta ass stuff and it is 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 bypassed my ears and it went straight to my soul, dog. Yeah, word, word. And I was That's eleven. That's a <laughs> that's a good way to put it, man. Yeah, man. He he he's a very soulful, very 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 soulful singer, man. So you touched on the majority of the songs that are good. My favorite song, like you said, is today. I don't even know if that's a debate, to be honest with you. That song is phenomenal. Today is today is phenomenal. It's fantastic. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, one of the other joints that I liked. That at least that I remember from a song title standpoint, because like I said, man, it's too much music, dog. It's too much. Oh, I think I, I, it was rounds. I like rounds, rounds and lessons. And sincerely, you talked about that too. The first half of the project really, really stood out, and then it just kind of started getting a little, little drowned out musically. Um. So I don't know how he could have helped that other than taking away some songs, maybe a couple features. Maybe more features would have helped. I'm not sure. But overall, really, really impressed by the music that I heard. Really, really impressed. So 
I would actually go a step further than what I think you wanted to do. And I will give this about a B plus, dog. Like, this is one of the better projects that I heard this year. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It really is. This is one of the better ones, man. And, you know, unfortunately, because you can never really call it, I'm just not certain if uh, he's gonna get the, the, the commercial success that I believe this warrants. Probably not, to be honest with you. But this doesn't take away from the fact that I think the music on here is damn good. So, man, we'll see. We'll see if uh, the people are, the people are liking it, man. We'll see. We'll see. But so. Overall, really good project. Really good. I hope so. Let's move Thank on. To, let's move on to somebody that I also think does not get the the commercial credit that he deserves. IDK. He dropped a new project. I don't know what you want to call it. IDK and Friends too. Uh, what's up with these titles, man? I, I don't even want to just IDK and friends. <laughs> all right, all right. Just uh, how do you feel about it, bro? Now you just nitpicking. Just let them drop music and and stop critiquing <laughs> the titles. All right. At this rate, we're gonna literally say this for every album that comes out. I promise you, there's not gonna be one that you're gonna be like, yo, you know what? That was actually very tight. I thought the Imperfect Storm was tight. Six piece hot. I'll even take that. That's Six bad. That's bad. <laughs> Six piece hot EP. <laughs> Come on, knock it off. You like chicken? I like chicken. Yeah, you Popeye's gotta, you gotta love chicken, man. Now you know it was a tight. Uh, before I get into what I thought about IDK's project, you know what album title I really love, like really, really love that that came out this year. Eternal A Take. I don't even know what that shit means. That joint is just fire. It's dude. evil. It's I don't the know devil. <laughs> It's the devil. It's something very devilish. Go ahead and look it up. I'm, I'm dead ass. It's oh, for evil. real? Yeah, it's something evil. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Do you want me to tell you what it means? I yes. I'll explain it to you. Please it's explain evil. this. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if I should hate it or love it at this point. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what eternal takes. Uh oh. No, seriously. Don't, actually, you know what? I don't know if I really want to know, man. Because I just like the way that. I just like the sound of it. It just sounds cool. Eternal take. You have it? No, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know later. <laughs> oh, I thought, I, thought she, I thought she was about to give it to me. All right, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm looking. All right. I thought that she didn't want to hear it. <laughs> no, nah, I thought you. About, I thought you had it off the top. But anyway, so IDK. Uh, IDK and friends too. So. I'll say this because this is a, another very, very short project, which I, I love. I love those. Package these small and you're going to get me to come back, excuse me, and listen to the project more and more and more. Uh, I'll start with this. IDK is a phenomenal rapper. He is a rapper that probably doesn't get enough credit in general. Like you said, I mean, how many people even know or who have known over the years who IDK is or even where he's from or even what music he's putting out, what he has put out in the past? I'm just not sure if the masses really know about IDK. And hey, maybe I'm the one who was just out the loop because while I've known about IDK for years, never really gave the time to really listen to his music until recently. I would say last year when he put out that album called Is He Real, which I thought was really good. But uh, 
This album was short. Sorry, this EP, whatever you want to call it, was really short. Best songs on here is Mazel Tov with ASAP Ferg. Like, it's, bro, that song is a hit. I I can't even stress to you how good that song is. Like, I just can't. Like, every time I hear it, it gets my blood boiling. It gets me going, man. It does. You know what I'm saying? Like, ASAP Ferg came with the energy. Uh, uh, IDK matched the energy. That that song is just perfect. That song is perfect. Um, what did I say? What did I say last episode? I said one of the best verses I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I did, I completely disagree with that. And I even told you that, like when you said it, I was like, "Dude, ASAP Ferg but got a IDK. bro." ASAP, I disagree with that. ASAP Ferg has a better verse on that song than IDK does. Now you're just trolling. No, I'm I'm dead I'm dead ass. But hey, it's cool. Um, like I said, really good song. Then I also like the song uh 495, which came out a couple weeks ago when, when that whole Kevin Durant uh PG County basketball documentary came out, right? Really dope song, includes a whole bunch of DMV artists, which is a which is a good look for for the city, uh for the DMV area. My other song that I really like, because there's really only three that I thought is worth noting. Again, Mazel Tov is one, 495 is two, and then it's the last song in the album called Live For It. I thought that song was really good, uh, featuring Wale and some, some girl from DC. Uh, who called, her name is Alex Vaughn. Never heard of her until this, this song. Um, to be honest with you, the song reminds me of something that Wale would drop. Like, it just had, I wasn't surprised that Wale even started the song off. Like, he was the first person that you heard. It almost feels like if if you didn't know that this was an IDK song and you just, and the song was on, you would think this is a Wale joint. It, it just has a Wale feel to it. Nonetheless, really, really like that song because IDK put up a phenomenal verse uh, on that joint. So. Overall, it was cool. It was cool. Not a whole lot to say, to be honest with you. I need to hear more music from IDK. I would love to hear more music from him because I'm hearing music that I can actually stand on these days when it comes to IDK. I think he's putting out uh, really good music. So if I had to grade it, I would give it a C because, again, like I said, I only like three songs. Uh, and there's only nine on there, but really eight because the intro is just somebody talking. It's not even really a song. I believe so, that's Shy Glizzy on the intro. Was that him? <laughs> that sounded like Shy Glizzy to me. Yo, I thought it was too. I didn't know who. I couldn't tell though. So, yeah, I would give it a C. Um, I would give it a C. Okay. Okay. What would you, um, you, you think about the album or the, the the project rather? You know, I kind of glanced over it. A lot of music came out. Um, what I do know is it has good raps. Uh, pretty pretty tough ass music. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only a few body of works that I think just has like unadulterated tough ass street music. And this is one of those. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was decent. Oh, but I want to talk about Eternal Take for, for all these people that actually did not know it. So I knew this before Eternal Take came out, by the way, but I guess it got swept under the rug and nobody paid attention to it. So this is what Eternal Take is. Uh, if you see the artwork for the album, mm -hmm. the artwork for the album is pretty glaring. It is a direct reference to the Heaven's Gate cult, an infamous San Diego-based religious cult that believed the Hellbop Comet 
was an interstellar transport to transport UFO. In 1997, 39 of its members committed suicide under the belief that their deaths would transport them off of this earth and save them from the impending conclusion of the planet. So it's a cult. It's referencing a cult in which 39 people committed suicide off of. <sighs> Way to make me feel bad about that album now. Thank, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I knew this already, but like nobody wants that. The album was so hot. Can you can you believe that? The album was so hot. Nobody actually even cared to figure out what the damn title of it meant. That is insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, that is insane. That's still the best project that came out this year. I'm just. It is. I'm holding true. So far, so far, that's my watch the throne, bro. I turn over take. It's not. It's not really close right now. Yeah, All right, we got one more album, man. Yeah, we do, man. Let's let's end this off uh, relatively strong, man. Your your favorite rapper of all time. It's like that. Uh, G Easy dropped a new Young project. Young Gerald. Exactly dropped a new project, and it was called Everything's. What is it called? Everything's strange here. How you feel about that title? <laughs> it's not bad. I like it. It's not I, bad. It's not bad. That it was what the album is about. Um, it's not bad. It's as, not bad. It's appropriate. As, it's appropriate for the album. It's appropriate. It's what what appropriate. do you think of? What do you think about the album of the album though? I was going to say, as you guys know, um, the this 2020 G Easy has been G Emo. Um, he's been dropping nothing but emo inspired joints, where he's rarely rapped he's sounded more like a beatles member um initially i was thrown off by it because you know the irony like when lil wayne started singing i told myself i can see lil wayne singing i can tell that that's something he likes to do the irony is that g easy to me has always been a one-dimensional rapper so for him to just out of nowhere come with this like very experimental sound was pretty interesting. Um, so this album features a whole bunch of alternative music. g Easy sings on majority of the songs. He hooks us up with trippy vibes, rock star vibes, emo lyrics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so to make me enjoy this album and listen to it straight through without being annoyed. Do you know what I did? I told myself g Easy did not make this album. So this is not g Easy. This is uh, somebody else. And once I did that, I appreciated it more. I said, this is, this is g Emo. Just, just, just check out anything you know of g Easy. just eliminate it from your mind and then listen to the album and it'll be a lot better than it was when you thought, why the hell is Jeezy making this music? So with that being said, I give it about a D plus, C oh, minus. Oh, what? You said, <laughs> you, said, you said a D plus? Yeah, D plus, <laughs> C minus. I mean, the, the, the music is experimental. It's, 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 it's cool. I, I like the fact that uh, artists like that took a chance, but at the end of the day, it just seems way too out of whack to be called good. Mm. 
I was going to elaborate more on this album, but you know, we've been talking about albums for like an hour, so I'm like, nah, let's just go quickly on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of good I can say about this project, to be honest <laughs> with you. And, uh, you know, historically, I've, I've liked G-Eazy's music. And you said something key, which I was going to state as well, and it's the fact that G-Eazy's been very one-dimensional. He's been a dude who has only rap. Like I, he's not even been a historically, he was not even a guy who was even delivering his own hooks like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was always the type of dude that would have like a feature that would deliver the hook, mm -hmm. or it would just be a song with him just rapping. Mm -hmm. Um, him just punching in his verse, punching in, punching in his verse, right? Verse one, verse two, verse three. And for the for a, a couple years when Jeezy was building up momentum, it was working. I ain't gonna lie, it was working. And then he kind of got a little stale, man. Uh, musically, recently, right? He's been somebody who we've we've heard new music from him and and recognize the fact that yo, this dude doesn't really seem inspired like that anymore. And I kind of, it's like I kind of understand why these days when I hear his new music. When I hear this new album, this reminds me of what ASAP Rocky did when, like right before he put out Testing. And I don't, and I don't mean the music itself. I'm not trying to compare the music because it's, it's completely different um, that they were putting out. But just the, the, the mentality that the artists were, were going with um, moving into that album. For example, ASAP Rocky was very vocal about the fact that he was experimenting with drugs, excuse me, experimenting with drugs, acid. Um, he was basically like, yo, I'm using acid and, and all LSD as a tool for my, my creation of, of the music that I'm making. And while I doubt ASAP Rocky is the first rapper slash artist to ever do that, it was interesting just to hear somebody even say that out loud to the public. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, that was just weird to me. I remember hearing that, like, that's odd. But uh, hey, we live in a society where odd shit is said every day and, you know, it's normal. It's normalized. g Easy kind of did the same thing on this album where it's, it's pretty obvious to me that he's diving into different type of drugs. It's obvious. It's obvious. You know, he talks about it in the music pretty openly. Um, you know, and it, he's, not, he's not apologetic, apologetic, apologetic about it and um he's obviously switched up the, the music that he's made and i can honestly say i don't like it i don't like it i don't like the music that he's putting out it sounds very low quality it sounds very very unpolished from a songwriting standpoint i it just doesn't feel authentic i'm not doubting that he, he's not having that he's having these emotions right like in his real life I'm just saying, I just don't feel like those emotions are being conveyed well musically when it comes to what I'm hearing now from him. So, you know, I'm always down for artists experimenting because, hey man, art is expression. You know, if it's, there's no there's no rules to this, man. You can do whatever you want. You can you can switch it up and do whatever you want. It's up to you. That's what that's the one thing I love about music is that it's, it's your voice. It's whatever you feel like doing and you feel like putting it out, go for it. Um, however, I mean, I have the right to not think it's that good, man, or not seem like you 
you hit the mark with the with the music or what you were trying to do. So, like I said, man, it, this is low quality, dog. I, I just can't get with it. I'm not sure if I will. Um, I do want to point out though that he had two songs that I like a lot. One of them was called "Had Enough," that really was just him rapping, and it, it kind of reminded me of the with what I what I traditionally uh, remind or am reminded of when it comes to G Easy. Um, so "Had Enough" is cool, and then the other one that I really like has a couple random artists that I've never heard before um, on it, and one of, and the song is called "All All the Things You're Searching For." Interesting song, man. I ain't gonna lie. I actually enjoyed that. I added that one to my song list because if if I'm if I'm saying anything positive about G Easy and, and this new project is the fact that um I feel like he connected on that song. Like it it felt like it felt believable. It felt like that was him, even though he's never really shown this side of himself musically. So I'm gonna give this album a D minus. This is about a D minus, bro. Like it's Damn. it's bordering, it's bordering a failing grade. If it wasn't for the fact that, you know, the album just came out, I would probably give it an F. But I'm giving this a D minus, bro. This is not this is not good music. It's just not. It's not good music. So that's that's how, that's how I feel, man. That's interesting. You know, I think when it comes, um, I think when it comes to experimenting, people have to F with you. Like, it's not a coincidence that only a select number of hip hop artists got an opportunity, let alone got a chance to even get an album passed with them completely switching up their style. Like, how does the record labels like feel about you just completely switching up what you were successful in and just rolling with a whole completely different sound. How do you get past? And I feel like the people that were able to get their albums released were the great ones, like Lil Wayne, Kanye West, um, you know, people like that. And so Young Thug got to do an R&B album, but he's a great one to me, in my opinion. I don't think G-Eazy in any type of way has shown that uh, he's liked that much by musicians, by, by uh, listeners, sorry. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I, what I'm willing to, or sorry, not willing, what I want to know is how do the hardcore G-Eazy fans feel about this? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do how did his fan base feel about his switch up? That's what I'm curious about because I know but how see, I feel about somebody who's a who's a passive G Easy listener, and I really don't. Like my, I want to hear that perspective. You know what I'm saying? That's my point. I don't know if G Easy has a major fan base. Like you know, fan base going ride or die with you. I don't know if G Easy has a major fan base. So, but anyway, yeah, man. Um, anyway, who cares? Because I'm not listening to the joint again, but uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the next segment. The ill and the not so advice. So with the ill and the not so advised, we're gonna switch it up for you guys a little bit. Um, yeah, because we want to get into some of the songs that each of us really like or really hate, at least the notable ones only. So with that being said. 
you want to go back and forth one one by one, or you want me to go first? How you want to do this, bro? Uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, say what songs you're feeling, and then I'll tell you what songs I'm feeling that All right. came out this release. All right. So first and foremost, some of the songs that I was really feeling. Number one, I have to start with Lil Baby. Lil Baby dropped a song called The Bigger Picture about a week and a half ago to two weeks. And depending on when you listen to this, that date that I just gave won't matter. But the point is, for, for somebody like Lil Baby to continuously show the fact that he has his ears to the streets, um, first and foremost, he's overachieved as an artist as far as I'm concerned. I never thought that Lil Baby would even be at this point to even be recognized as a, as a notable rapper and let alone talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, given his perspective on police brutality, talking for the streets, talking for hip hop and do it at such a high level. I never thought I would see this. I gotta give big props to Lil Baby for uh, his song called The Bigger Picture. It's one of those songs that I listen to and I, and I get chills. And um, that really doesn't happen very often to me, to be honest with you. And that was one of those songs for me. So. Shout out to Lil Baby. The next song that I want to talk about is a new joint that dropped by an artist that I just got put onto um, via Spotify. You know how they be having them random ass mixes. His name is Tyler Yahweh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but he dropped a new song with Tommy. I'm sorry, he dropped a new song with Post Malone. The song was called Tommy Lee. Uh, I really like this song mostly because it gave me those emo vibes that I was reminded of um, as to why I like people like Juice World and XXXTentacion, at least um, what I, the, at least the best parts of those artists that I really, I really rock with. So, uh, and, and of course, man, Post Malone never fails. To, Post Malone is probably the closest thing to being a flawless artist that we have in music, to be honest with you. Like he has zero weaknesses in music and he added that aspect to this song and I just think it was a dope song. So that song is in my playlist. Also, I've been put on, like I said, I got put on the Tyler Yewa and I've been listening to this man's music nonstop since. So check that out if you guys get a chance. The next song after that is J. Cole. He dropped a new song called Snow on the Bluff. I don't know what that means still, but uh, it was an interesting song where he was self-reflecting on his role in, you know, the, the, the police brutality, Black Lives Matter movement, where he's someone with a platform, he's an artist that has a voice, and him feeling like he's not worthy of that, that crown, if you will, that people have placed on him. It was interesting to hear an artist like him basically say, yo, you guys, I'm not what you guys think I am. Don't get fooled by the fact that I got a college degree. I'm just a nigga who be rapping. He, he doubled down with that on Twitter saying, I'm just a nigga who be rapping. There's plenty of people out here really as a part of the movement. And I know you guys, I was, I know you guys think I was dissing uh, no name, um, but you, you guys go follow her because she's the type of people that we really need to be looking at in, in times like this. So, I thought it was an introspective song. The song was met with a lot of backlash, including No Name herself, who dropped a response to that song. 
which by the way was fire. She can rap her ass off. Um, and it was interesting that she later took back the intent of that song. She didn't take down the song from streaming platforms because she said, um, I'm just gonna give the proceeds to uh, a charity of, of, of one that will support the movement that's going on. But it was interesting to see her basically be offended initially, feel strong enough to respond over, over a beat, get the fans going to see all oh, these dudes, you know, rappers is going back and forth, but only for her to basically say at the end of the day, I'm not proud of what I did. I'm not proud of the fact that I responded to such a claim during these times. We can go on and on about the, the, the back and forthness, but uh, it was an interesting moment something that needs to be stated. Overall, I think both of those songs were pretty good and should be mentioned. So, and then lastly, Lecrae, the Christian Mingle uh, rapper himself. <laughs> Lecrae, is, Lecrae is one of them dudes that uh, he's been just bubbling. He has a fan base, obviously. Um, and he's just bubbling, man. He, 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 it's kind of hard to really place him in a, in a box because while he's a rapper who talks about Christ, he's a rapper who does not use profanity, he's a rapper who doesn't glorify the streets, I love the fact that he doesn't preach to you about his, his um, religion. He doesn't preach to you uh, in the way in which your traditional Christian rapper would, which is a little off-putting to a lot of people when you feel like you're being preached to. And I can kind of feel the same way. And I think that's why I gravitate towards him because he gives you that raw feel of what he's trying to say, but he puts it in a way that's easy to digest. And um, yeah, he dropped, a, he dropped a new song called Deep End. You guys got to check that out. It's a dope ass song. Really, really dope song. So those are my four to five songs that I think you guys should check out that I'm really rocking with these days. What do you think, you? I think those are all pretty good picks. I mean... The little baby, I agree. The bigger picture, that definitely will give you chills. If it did not give you chills, you are probably not watching the news as much as everybody else is. I'm not as high on that Tyler Yahweh song. You know what's funny? I, I've I've been following Tyler Yahweh for less than a year. He has a song with YG, mm -hmm. which he he copies um, uh, "Bossy" by Khalees. Yep. Um, I just felt like this was a generic emo song to me. It, it, it was sounding predictable, but um, okay. I, I understand people liking it. Um, you know, Snow on the Bluff was controversial, but it was kind of boring. You know, J. Cole gets that whole label of being a boring rapper. This was kind of a boring song, but it was controversial. It, it allowed the topic of you know, whatever he was trying to say. It, it allowed that topic, Black empowerment and just not tearing each other down, those messages, it, it allowed that conversation to be had. Um, and then Lecrae can never do no wrong. Like Lecrae's a dude that just makes good music. And I think Deep End is yet another good song by him. So it's a good, it's a good fab four that you got there. Yeah, man. Uh, can, what you got? What you I was got? gonna say, I can argue I don't know how my fab four stacks up against yours, but this is what I got. Um, ironically, the first song that stood out to me and probably my favorite song this, this uh, month is Anderson Pop Lockdown. Very similar uh, topic with uh, Lil Baby, The Big Picture, where Anderson Pop is talking about, you know, protesting and um, 
he's talking about like, you know, the racial instability that's going on, but he does it in a way that is so beautiful, so smooth. It's like, this is the first song that is talking about racial injustice, but you can shake your ass to it. Like it's, you can play it at the barbecue, like you can two step to it, but then the message is so amazing. I thought that was so great. Fantastic song. And then we, we got to talk about what's popping, what's popping remix. Uh, you know, Jack Harlow released what's popping remix with Lil Wayne, Tory Lanez, The Baby. Easily, by far, the best remix that has released this year, by far. In my opinion, every single person approached that song ready to kill it. Um, so I really, really like that joint. And then, um, which by the way, everybody, it feels like has a different person that a different verse they like better. In this order, I'm gonna tell you, this is who killed it in this order. Tory Lanez is first, he had the best verse. Second to me is close, but I'll give it to the baby. Then third, Lil Wayne, fourth, Jack Harlow. But they all were fantastic verses. Um, then another one of my songs that I really liked was Tyga Ibiza. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the last two songs that Tyga has released, but it's been on some vacation stuff. I don't know if I like the song because of the musicality behind it or the fact that it makes me want to go to the Bahamas. Like that joint makes you want to go and party. It's almost, it almost makes you want to say, man, forget the coronavirus, I'll catch it. Let me just shake my ass somewhere where there's water backdrop. Like, but all jokes aside, I think, Tyga, we got to have a serious conversation about Tyga becoming such a great artist after he broke up with Kylie Jenner. Like, it, what he's been able to do since that relationship ended as an artist, as a rapper, he rebranded himself. He put cornrows, dusty cornrows on him. And then, um, you know, he now like just comes across like a boss. And then now he just seems more loosey goosey. He has dropped so many hits since, since he broke up with Kylie Jenner. I think he's winning. He's winning, guys. We gotta notice that. And then the last song I wanna talk about is um, a random ass dude. See, this is the beauty of Spotify and Apple Music a random ass dude called Bankroll Hayden. He dropped an album called, um, I don't even know what the hell the album is called. Um, he dropped an album, let's just say he dropped an album. He has a song on the album with Lil Baby called Drop a Tear. First and foremost, let me say this, Bankroll Hayden looks like a white guy, a white kid. 18 year old white kid with frizzy hair. Um, and his name is Bankroll Hayden. His face does not match his title of his, his name, his rap name at all. But he makes music like he's like a little more grittier. Uh, what's that dude that sings his ass? D Deshaun, Derez Deshaun. Like, Seriously, he has a joint with little baby. If, if you want an introduction to somebody that's new, 
Bankroll Hayden, Drop a Tear with Lil Baby. That song is fantastic. And what Bankroll Hayden is able to do on that song is amazing. He might have next, brother. He may have next. Be prepared. He's a white guy that looks like Jake. No, you don't like JJ Ryan. Okay, that's, that's not hype. He looks like Logan Ryan, that YouTube star, but like just a little more black. Go, go check that song out. So those are my four that stood out to me. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's an interesting, that's a very interesting list. Um, first and foremost, you're right about Anderson Pac. The, the, the Pac, 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 I, listen, I don't know, and I don't think it matters. The man makes incredible music. Like, I'm sorry. Musically, it's, it's debatable that he, his musicality is up there with, with whoever you want to throw in there. Just throw, throw names in there. I, I can argue Anderson Pac. Uh, but yeah, now nah, that song is dope. I really like that song. Uh, makes me want to dance, 100%. Um, of course, man, Jack Harlow was popping. Come on. The remix is fire. Uh, actually, I think the remix, that's one of the better remixes I've heard in a long time. Like where I actually wanted to hear it and I, and I will probably keep going back to it because that's how good it is. It might replace the original version. It might. Yeah, like it's one of it's 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 threatening it like that, you know. And and you're right, man. I although I do gotta debate you a little bit for the sake of debating because while I agree, Tory Lanez had the best verse on the remix. It's a very close call between the baby and Lil Wayne. It's a very close call. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I initially, I thought the baby, and then. I started thinking about Lil Wayne a little bit more because I'm like, bro, like Lil Wayne hasn't really put up a verse that I really was feeling in years. And this is one of them. This reminded me of old Wayne. And I don't mean like Carter II Wayne. I just mean mixtape Wayne where he was actually going off and it was a really good verse. I might have to go Wheezy number two. I might. But, you know, it depends on how I feel. I might go back and forth. You know, depends on the day. Depends on the day. The baby, of course, killed his. He killed his verse. And you're right, man. Jack Harlow was last. And uh, that's not me knocking. It's just that's just how good the other verses were. Mm -hmm. um, Tiger, yeah, man. You're right, man. We gotta have a convo. We we gotta have that convo. We might have to have that on the next episode because what he is doing, what he has done, is not being talked about enough. Now, I will say he put out a bad album. Um, his which. Can't remember the name, but it was his last album, which came out last year. It was it was not good. It was not good. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he is killing the single game. He's sing he is dropping singles yeah, is. that is, is fire. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you with that. I'm with you on the tiger. Uh, I think the other joint you're talking about was he put out a joint called Vacation. Vacation, yeah, yeah. Vacation was the yeah. other joint. So yeah, man, I'm with that. And then uh I'm I have I'm not yet hit to this bankroll Hayden guy, man. Um the album that you were talking about that he just dropped is called um it's called Pain is Temporary. I think that's what you were getting. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um and yeah, I haven't heard this song, man. So I'm I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out. I ain't, I gotta check it out. Um okay. go ahead and check that however, out. However, I will tell you if I'm dis if I'm disappointed. <laughs> Please do. Please do. I will voice that opinion. Trust me. And I'm going to do it pretty quickly. But no, nah, that's do. an interesting list. Interesting list. 
Yeah. So just for you guys, just for you guys' information, a lot of these, a lot of music we're talking about may end up on the playlist that we about to create. So um, we shall see how that goes. Yes. Sir. That we talk about the music that we doesn't that we didn't think was that good. I got okay. one. I got one, and I believe you have one as well. Mm-hmm. Mine is Saint John's newest remix that he put out um, for his song Trap. And while I struggle to even add this song to the list because it's not that I think the song is bad, it's more so me saying that Saint John is dropping mad remixes recently. It's like you're you're he's recycling his old music and he's listen, I'm not mad at the business model. Get your money, get your buzz up. Why not re, re- recycle old content? Especially if the masses hasn't heard it yet. I understand the strategy. However, as a consumer, this is this is a selfish one. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. This is a selfish pick of mine. As a consumer of St. John, somebody who streams his music pretty often, actually, um, I'm tired of the remixes, man. I, I'm tired. I'm tired. And, I, and it's not me saying that I need new St. John music because I'm not one of those fans that's just like, yo, give me new music, give me new music. Because he, he put out one last year in the fall and I think it's still it's still sounding really good. I don't necessarily need new projects from him. It's just like, bro, don't don't try to bamboozle me with the remixes, man. Like please. He's put out about 3 to 4 remixes to the same songs that he's put out in the past and it's getting a little tired. It's just a little bit. I'm not mad 100%, but um Nonetheless, listen, you guys check out his, his, his remixes. You might fuck with it. You might be like, what the hell am I talking about? But hey, yeah, that's the one, that's the one song or one uh, aspect of songs that are not so advised that I, that I will point out. That's it. You're, 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 you're a major St. John fan, so I can feel your pain where it's like, don't just put out stuff just to put it out. Like, but it's clear he, he, he has a formula that's working. Like, for a lot of people, they like Day and Night because of that EDM version of Day and Night from Kid Cudi. So, you know, there's money there that nobody wants to really talk about. There's money in that EDM remix. Oh, there's hell of money. And also, one of the yeah. other things is the fact that he's such a new artist to the mainstream that people are probably finding out about him through the EDM song. So, hey, I'm not again, I'm not mad at the business model, not mad at it at all. It's Didn't your, you used to hate? It's your money. Bro. By the way, didn't you hate when you would go to the club, right? And the club wasn't necessarily a black club. Like say Ibiza, ironically, mm-hmm. Ibiza in DC, where sometimes they'll play regular versions of the song and sometimes they'll play EDM. Yep. But you would not know until the beat drops. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, all right, here we go. It's about to drop. It's about to drop. Now, you know what's crazy though? My, I was trying to hear some damn Lil Wayne. Nah, uh-huh. my, my experienced ears over the years have been able to detect the tempo. Because they usually give you a hint when the like when the song comes on. It's like yeah. the tempo is quicker. Yeah. It's a little different from the original. You can get a yeah. hint if you're paying attention. But when yeah. of course, if you're in the club and you're drunk and you're not totally paying attention, you may think yeah. it's the original. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What you got um, though, man? Uh, you know, I think this one's obvious. I think it's on everybody's list, but it's trolls with Takashi and Nicki Minaj. 
Um, while I don't think the song is horrible, I think the song is very calculated. And I, as somebody that loves music, I don't like the feeling of uh, hearing a song that you can tell was made with the intentions of catching people's attentions. Attention, sorry. I just feel like Nicki Minaj, a lot of times when Nicki Minaj features on songs, she just wants to see a, a, a major reaction. So it's like, we're gonna say all kinds of crazy stuff on the song. We're gonna do all kinds of crazy things. You see the music video, you see her booty all over the place, breast. And then, you know, Takashi is all about clout. You can tell by his verses and the structure of the song that they were just trying to catch attention. And um, I just felt like it wasn't music in the purest form. You know what I'm saying? And I think I can, and, and, and going back to that whole G-Eazy -G conversation, I can appreciate it because it's not music that's, that feels like it was influenced by something else. It feels like it actually came from the heart. This is the far opposite. It feels like this was made to get to number one and I can tell. And unfortunately, they were rewarded with the number one spot on billboard charts and i just feel like that's the worst type of music on this planet music that just feels like it was made as just something to appeal to people and so that that's my choice i'm with you i agree wholeheartedly um it was interesting to me how the song became number one and while uh i believe that is a very impressive mark to be honest with you um that he accomplished um, yeah, man, that doesn't mean the song is good. Like, I, I just, I just, I can't continue to say this more and more and more and more. Uh, this is a prime example of the fact that the Billboard chart, and again, this is my opinion, and I feel like you, I feel like I'm speaking for both of us, but the Billboard chart does not indicate what songs are the best. They just not don't. Yeah, it never did. It never did. Uh, to be honest with you, it never did. And I think more so now than ever, while I think it never did more so now than ever, it means less with the, with streaming, with the fact that you don't need radio anymore to figure out what songs you like. People can decide on their own what songs trend, right? It's up to each person, man. Make your own, make your own decisions, what you think is hot, man. But um, yeah, nonetheless, hey, man, good for, uh, good for 6 9 man. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was five stops. For my ill-advised thought, I want to talk about the impact that TikTok has had on the hip-hop industry. Um, you know, I'm an old head. I, you know, be, Instagram has been one of the only things that I have in terms of social media on my phone. Twitter also. Um, I've been reluctant to try things like Snapchat and TikTok, but I do have cousins, little cousins, 18, 15 years old that have TikTok. And they always make it a mission to tell me, you need to download TikTok. You need to download it. It's the best thing in the world. It's, it's so many funny videos just given to you in the most 
efficient, most effective way possible. Um, every single time they talk about TikTok, they didn't make it a mission to show me that, uh, show me some videos that they consider to be funny, show me some videos they consider to be uh, uh, impactful, whatever the case may be. Um, though I would never, ever, ever get TikTok on my phone, ever, I do see how um, these videos on TikTok have boosted a bunch of rappers in the game. Um, a lot of these videos that you can see, uh, they just coincide with Trippy Red style of music. Um, a lot of the videos you see use hip hop songs to hype up uh, certain situations. Sometimes it's mocked. Um, and it's, it's just been a huge impact. So uh, I think moving forward, when we start to see some new artists, interesting artists topping the charts, uh, being seen uh, as big time artists, I think you gotta consider that TikTok is another form that is boosting these people's brands. And as somebody that's black, that loves hip hop, I'm all for a brand getting boosted and finding additional ways to be successful in these crafts. So thank you to TikTok. I'm never gonna download the app, but I appreciate the different type of way that it is boosting the brands of hip hop artists worldwide. That is my ill-advised thought. Very, very interesting <laughs> ill-advised thought. Uh, hey man, you, I know you're not the social media guy and uh, neither am I by nature, but um, TikTok is, if I was a kid, TikTok would be fire. I'm just letting you know, that joint would be fire. I just feel like we're a little too old, not necessarily for TikTok, but the way TikTok is being used currently. It's just not, it's just not yeah. in our in our realm. You know what I'm saying? My attention span can't can't take it. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Cool, man. Interesting, ill-advised thoughts. So so for me, I'm gonna talk about Lil Baby because. Uh, I've been paying a lot of attention to Lil Baby recently. Not just because of the fact that he dropped that song that I mentioned earlier called The Bigger Picture, which was very surprising, very eye-opening to a lot of people, I'm sure. But Lil Baby recently came out on Twitter and essentially told people that he is now charging $100,000 for a verse. And while I am not the person here to uh, pocket watch, because um, to be honest with you, I don't even know if, if I don't know what he was charging before that. <laughs> uh, so, hey, the way it was written, the way he said it made it seem like he significantly upgraded his price. It was just interesting to see other rappers and also his boss um, chime in on that. Uh, Lil Durk, 
came out and was like, yo, what the hell are you talking about? Man, you got to double that, like 200,000, easy for that. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, um, like I said, the, the, the head of his uh, label, Quality Control, AKA QC, Pete, was another person who came out publicly and was like, yo, yeah, at least double what you just said. Um, so when I saw that, it sparked a couple thoughts in my head. And um, again, this is without me pocket watching because I don't know, I don't know any of this, but it's just interesting to see two opposing opinions to this. You have the artist themselves who is saying, yo, I'm hot, y'all. What the fuck? Like, I need 100,000 for, for a verse. And to hear other people basically say, no, 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 you should double that. That made me think that little Baby doesn't understand how hot he is. And um, while I don't even know if that's true, everything that I say kind of leads me to that direction. It's like, he doesn't really understand how hot he is currently and how much I think he is going to be blowing up in the future, especially in the near future, um, as we continue to consume music virtually, as we continue to uh, hear music, new music that's dropped, new features from him. Uh, no one can really perform, but we're hearing new music. And to be honest with you, the man has not missed in 2020. He just hasn't. He dropped, he dropped his new album, My Turn, which was really damn good. And then he followed that up with a deluxe, which also was really good. Um, and then just to hear the features that he's put out over this entire year, um, it just makes me think that Lil Baby is a humble ass dude that does not understand how hot he is as an artist so this is more so from a business standpoint and i'm looking at it from the standpoint of um where is little baby's manager if <laughs> where's where's little baby's manager they need to be negotiating this man's this man's rates appropriate to how hot he is because to be honest with you that doesn't that that 100k number doesn't even sound very high for somebody the caliber of of, of what Lil Baby's putting out right now, especially because I've heard other artists um, who have charged significantly more in the past. Uh, I remember hearing a year ago that Nicki Minaj uh, was, was accepting like 500,000 of her. So I was like, when I heard that number, I'm like, what the fuck? 500,000? That's a crazy number. And that's not me saying that Lil Baby is on the same stage as, as Nicki Minaj. That's not what I'm talking, it's not me to compare, because again, I don't know the numbers themselves. It's just interesting to see how other artists and also his label head is, is, is telling him, yo, you're actually worth more than what you think you are right now. So I think Lil Baby's gonna have a, he's gonna continue to have a great 2020. Um, and I'm just really paying attention to where Lil Baby's career um, trends to it at this point because from a dude who started out as someone that i did not take seriously as an artist turned into a artist that i respect lyrically that that's a lot that's a lot so i think he got a, i think he has a lot more in the tuck and i'm again i'm just i'm just paying attention man i'm paying attention but it's safe to say little baby is a humble ass dude i think he's giving people uh little coronavirus quarantine, little sales. I think, I think that's a sale he's giving out. <laughs> like, I don't even, I think it's a discount. I don't even think that's the real price that he's really worth. But hey, I digress. That's a, 
That's funny. <laughs> I mean, because I, I think that's what it really is. It's just humility. Because, I mean, even before he made this comment, I was seeing him featuring on, like, everybody's stuff. He doesn't have limits. He's on this guy that I'm talking about, um, Bankroll uh, Hayden's album, you know? And if Jay-Z was his manager, I'm pretty sure he won't let him work with him, you know? And I, I think that's the thing you got to admire. Like, as big as little baby's been, he's been grounded. And I think that's pretty dope. For sure. But I will say this. Doesn't anytime somebody talks about how much they charge him for a feature, doesn't it make you start looking at the people that they feature on that are random? Like, oh bro, you paid five hundred thousand for this. Like when I <laughs> when I look like now I'm questioning this Hayden guy. How much did he pay for little baby to get on that song? Well, so well, yeah, now you're right. You're right. But I mean, to be honest with you, the money is not really coming out of these dudes' pockets directly. You know, I actually thought they were doing it as favors. <laughs> it could be. I thought features were favors. I mean, for so it's interesting, right? Because some artists, from what I've heard, and you know, just listening to dudes talk and shit like that, they give favors to dudes that and, and to artists that they actually know personally. Like if they actually know you or have that type of relationship, yeah, they, they may they may give a favor. Not saying that they won't accept the payment, but they may give a favor or accept a discount or something like that. But if they don't know you at all, which is really what I think Lil Baby was getting at, he's like, look, he putting it out there for the world. Yo, listen, I'm hot. If you want a verse from me, this is how much you got to pay. And I think the labels of those people that, that he was speaking to are going to be the ones cutting the check. It ain't going to be the, the bankroll Haydens of the, of the world pay, coming out of pocket directly and paying Lil Baby. That ain't how this shit works. Because you know, I'm pretty sure bankroll, you know bankroll Hayden is signed, even though I've never heard of him before. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> But you know what's funny? Like, let's say Riff Raff is like, oh, hell yeah, I got $100,000. Yeah. Will he jump on that? Because think about it. I'm pretty sure there's people that are like, I'll give you a million dollars. Hey. Would you jump on that's, it? That's where integrity and uh, <laughs> style of music comes into play. Just because just because you got a fee doesn't mean you have to accept every offer, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Can, can you imagine if Dolly Parton was like, hey, I want a little baby verse. Here, actually, I want two verses from Lil Baby. Here's 200,000. You think Lil Baby would take that verse? Easily, like, well, easily that Dolly Parton could probably do that if she wanted to. Easily. What do you think? Lil Baby would be, he would be confused. That, now, 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 that, now, that would be one verse that I'm not sure if he would kill. I'm just, no. I'm just not certain. No, he would be confused. That's fine. Oh, man. Hey, it's time to get out of here, man. We've talked about music enough. It's, I think it's a good episode, though. Yes, sir. Really yes, good sir. episode, man. Back to the music. Absolutely. Black lives still matter, though. Don't, don't forget that. They matter, man. Black lives still matter. Um, we still want justice for all the um, wrongful killings that's been going on. And um, still got to wash your hands and wear your mask, please. 100%. And uh, please, do not be dissuaded and do not be confused at the fact that maybe you're not hearing about the protests anymore in the media because just because they're not talking about it doesn't mean it's not happening or it doesn't mean it's still not important you we, we still need the protest we still need to use our voice to basically let people know how we feel 
and what we want them yeah. to do for us moving forward. So um, on that note, yeah, it's time to roll. We appreciate yes, you guys sir. for joining us. Yes, sir. This is the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you're giving advice, make sure it is mother effing ill. Yes, sir. Peace.